Welcome, everyone, to the testing room where three of the gaming industry's best video game consultants, who have never consulted on a video game, bring you new topics each and every... What? Why Why the First, looks dude, already? All you had to do we was have just done let it rock. I wasn't nothing. even going to say anything. No. I was just... Stop the tapes. Preston... When we do this, just put a cut in there. I'm going to stop it. <laughs> no, Christian, rolling eyes already. I didn't roll eyes. I just was like, nope, oh, because the, the cadence was a little weird. I think we can all agree. I, I, not in this, it sounded fine. And so I, and you know it. That's why you want to stop and redo it. And that's why you're mad because you know that your cadence was <laughs> off. But that's okay. I, I will just, pizza. Off. but I'll just, I, it's fine. We'll just pretend like this is all me, but that's okay. All right, if we can get the uh, rights to the rewind sign or sound, let's rewind it and do it again. Yeah. (laughs) Welcome, everyone, to the testing room where three of the gaming industry's best video game consultants who have never actually consulted on a video game bring you new topics each and every week. I'm Alex, a.k.a. The God's Father. I'm Christian, a.k.a. Pseudovoodoo45. I am Preston, a.k.a. Funkadelic Jedi, and drove over 12 hours within the past three days. Which would have sounded like a lot if you just had drove with, like, over 12 hours and left it. But over three days actually isn't that bad. So it's well, just... if it's, like, six day, six hours plus in one day and then six hours plus another day, yeah, it's sure. It's fun. The drive, The drive from Milwaukee to St. Louis is not a particularly engaging sure one. Awful. And doing Christmas Day was not great because... Me knowing me with the stress and anxiety I get when it's kind of snowy, kind of icy. If I can't tell, it's not fun. Yeah. The nice, I will say the nice thing is, is that I don't know how it was towards the southern part of Illinois. Today was fine, but but when I drove from Milwaukee to Peoria, the I fifty five was completely clear. I didn't. Also, have any, that wind was fucking scaring the shit out of me because it was pushing me. That wind. Yeah, was it was. It was breezy. Me. It was definitely breezy for sure. I was stressed. But today was great. I love, I love Christian's downplaying of current weather events. I didn't downplay anything. Like, the wind is pushing Preston's car around, and you're just like, it was breezy. Or, first of when all, we were there over your wedding, and it was all, like, roll that it was back like, because it was like, Preston it was like, felt like four the degrees. Way I was, no, 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 no. I was when, when it, over it. your wedding, it felt like four degrees <clears> outside, and Christian goes, also, Meh, it's sweater weather. Like the, you're downplaying of just weather events. First of all, so let's okay. Let's, I, let's I, pull this back. Love. I, I will attack the first one. So first, <laughs> you, there's context to the way I was saying things. So there's a tone of voice that was inflexing. So I was absolutely agreeing with Preston that it was very windy, but I just used the word breezy. But that's why I was like, it was definitely breezy because like weather says breezy, even though it's 36 yeah. miles an hour. But so when, I'm, when I'm saying that, when I'm using that <laughs> tone of voice, it very clearly means that I'm agreeing with him that the wind was crazy and that it was blowing cars around. Two, you are a child when it comes to cold weather, and I will not apologize for calling you such. Uh, I, that's fair, but sweater weather <laughs> with like people die outside in 20 degrees. First of all, People die all the people. time in hot weather, too. That doesn't change the fact <laughs> that, you know, like, I, my... my doesn't change the fact that you can just wear a hoodie and be okay going from <laughs> your car to the wedding venue, which, by the way, is like 10 steps. Yeah, well, anyway, we have a very fun <laughs> episode for you today, which I think we should probably dive into. We should. We have a lot Seems to possible. cover. So yeah. we're skipping weeks this week. We're, we're going to skip weeks. weeks this week. Um, Outside of the driving and holidays, yeah. Yeah, mostly because, like, 
we really didn't do much this week no, other than no. holidays and driving. So holidays, um, instead, we are going to talk about our games of the year. So this is not the definitive testing rooms list. That'll be next week. Personal. But this week is our personal games of the year. So it's a celebration of all the great work done this year. With that being said, though, we're also going to kick it off with our first annual year-end awards. The 2022 Testing Room Awards, which we have so dubbed as the testies. Yeah. The, the fun which, awards. Yeah. The fun testies, yeah. Yep. Which I love. And I think the testies <laughs> I do love that as well. really, really does describe a majority of these winners. Yeah. I would agree. There's Scroat some. Awards. There's some yeah. that are clearly, you know, they, they're a little bit. There's there's some good testies and some bad testies. Yeah. Hey, we, just, we all we, know that. Yeah. yeah. Some all some sit higher than others. Yes, they in this do. List, right? Yes, they do. Um, so Jesus Christ. So it, it is mostly a celebration of the great work, but not all of these awards are going to be such. But they still fall as they should. So let's kick things off with the very first one on the list which is our CEO of the year. And this award goes to the worst executive in gaming. Now, there are a few nominees here. We have Yves Guillemot, who, if you may remember a couple of years Guillemot. ago, we did a story at Ubisoft um, on our panel, like on our first episode. It and, was uh, actually, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we talked about how terrible he was and the sexual abuse and all the other things. Just to quickly put this in retrospect... This man is still in his position, and in case you forgot or didn't hear what we talked about back in the day, his top executives underneath him were having pitch meetings at strip clubs and telling women to essentially put up with the harassment or just don't come in. Hey, right? boys will be boys, you know? Boys will be boys. This man did not win our award, our but quote. is on the list. The other person on the list who I think deserves to be here every year until further notice um, Tim Sweeney. No other reason than the fact he sucks. Tim Sweeney sucks. He's the head of Epic. I hate Tim Sweeney. I put him on the list. He'll always <laughs> <Okay>. be here. <laughs> but here's You definitely where... hold more hatred than the rest I of us. I mean, the recent events yeah. make it even worse, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, think, I think this year, either if it did not start, it ended the lawsuit between Apple and Epic. Um, so that still makes it current and eligible to be on this list. I don't particularly have any. Worst. I don't. I don't have particularly any issues with Tim Sweeney. He's I, the worst for me. <laughs> for what, me, what the, yeah. What's it? The, the uh, dark. Uh, what do they call it? Dark. Not dark actions, but uh, the whole new thing where Tour Epic Games has to pay uh, the fuck. I forget the whole article. But the, the the legal team that does like all the bullshit of like making sure they don't do microtransactions bad, like they got a whole thing toward they're paying half half a billion dollars to compensate for that, and now they're trying to make it like they look like they great. But what was it called? It was called dark. Oh, I have no idea. Oh, you guys haven't listened to recent podcasts, then? Yeah, it's yeah, it's no. I there's, there's some shit that went down to where they're paying half a million dollars, half a billion dollars, uh, to some commission who is out there. Um, Damn. Like finding out and making sure to bring them down and they're trying to make it sound like, oh, yeah, now we're the, the flagship of making sure we're not uh, taking like taking out children and doing things like that as far as taking like a uh, God damn it. I forget. I forget the whole thing. But yeah, it's, well, that helps because that that was going to be my, it's like I just don't like Epic. Like mine is just like I just don't sure. like the company. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I mean, we know there's God there's some it, BS with like his. Keep going. He was mad about the money they have to pay. 
to like cuts of other companies. So his response to that was like, I want to create my own storefront so I can take all the money. Yeah. But I think this the- is what Preston's talking about is a new story. Like I, it I've just happened this past like week or two. Yeah. Perfect. See, so he's still probably not going to win this award. But as I said, until further notice, Tim Sweeney will always be nominated. So <laughs> here's here's the big here's the big two. And what we there there is a winner. The votes are in, but Christian no, still has a point to this. make. So in a in a in a two to one vote currently. This is unbelievable. Preston and Alex have voted for good old Lion Jim Ryan <laughs> over here, the head of Sony, who Likes to talk a big game and say how, oh, we're not as big as you think we are. And, like, you having exclusives on Microsoft is going to hurt our company so bad. Meanwhile, actively trying to keep their own exclusives away from Microsoft. So we we both, Press and I say Jim Ryan. But Christian has a different take. Wine and Jim I Ryan. I sure do. We have we have Bobby Kotick over here at Activision. We making don't a disagree solid with. Run. So here's the you, thing. Now, and Preston, you may change your mind. Yes, after based Christian's on what here. Say, yeah. So, so here's so here's here's my thing. He's also ugly. So <laughs> he's just ugly. Well, not yeah. personally, but just him as a person is an ugly person. Yeah. Oh, by the way, so your face is. is fucked up. Yeah. By so. the way, you're ugly. Anyways, um, so like, I think uh, to be clear, my vote was for 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 Bobby Kotick, and then I would say an honorable mention or a runner up is is good old Lion Jim Ryan. Um, but I think um, Bobby Kotick deserves this award because even though it was last year, the all of those the allegations on all the stuff with Blizzard is still ongoing, so we were still seeing reports about it this year, right? Sure. So even then it's so like it all it was still going into this year. But then more specifically, out of all of the heinous things that the CEOs have done, um that were on this list. Tim Sweeney, not so much, but um, Yves Guimont had all those allegations like Alex was talking about that that they were silencing and doing those things. Um, Jim Ryan, when talking about when, like, you know, the reproductive rights conversation was happening in this country, Jim Ryan notably told everybody to just, you know, stop arguing and look at his cats and sent that in an email, which is like a really radical thing to do. Yeah. Um, that's a nice but way to put it, I guess. <laughs> all of those, all of those options, or all those things that happened, still, Bobby Kotick's actions did lead to somebody dying last year, and so for that, well, the even story, that the alone, story, the story came out. I think they actually died in yes, twenty nineteen. Yes, but the, the story is yeah. is when that came out. So, but his actions had led to somebody actually dying, um, and so, in my opinion. Up until he no longer has a job, he will continually <laughs> win this award. You think assisted, <laughs> assisted, assisted murder, yeah. right, or assisted death trumps going to uh, going to the EU and telling them that Microsoft is trying to start? A yes, monopoly? tattling tattling on your competition is not as bad as killing somebody. However, I will say, even uh, if I'm allegedly, just so we don't get sued here. Allegedly, what? Allegedly assisting in acts that led to someone's. Oh, death. that no, that investigation is closed. That shit happened. There is no, yeah. there's no extra. But there's no criminal charges. Oh, whatever. Okay, <laughs> um, four. Bobby Kotick will never listen to this, and if he does, hopefully he won't have a job anymore. So who cares? Um, but 
the other part of it is, even if I'm just going based off this year, as many things that Jim Ryan has done that has made me absolutely insane, and I know Preston feels the same way because he was dangerously close to selling his PS5, um, just out of pure frustration of the way that things were going. Um, But even then, if I'm looking at the way... Blizzard and Activision has been handled this year with either Diablo Immortal or Overwatch 2 and all this other stuff. I just feel like this dude is just a way bigger dickbag than the other people on this list. But that's... I I have said my piece. Yeah. I personally feel like he does not have a lot of hands in that anymore. Like, he's just put you off in the corner, shut the fuck up until we, like, send you off with your giant paycheck bullshit. I don't know, because... The FTC is is looking into it now. And, well, and if you want to talk about the FTC, things, like, I did look up the article for Tim Sweeney, which so I might be swaying my vote more toward Tim 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 Sweeney right now from Epic because hey, if we have this if we have this award be a three way tie, then that's no, hey. that's what I'm thinking about doing. So, uh, Epic Games has to pay for privacy violations and what we call dark patterns. So I do remember hearing about this many times because I had you know twelve hours of driving time and heard money podcast talk about this. Um, so the main section is wrongfully charged gamers. They made it really easy to fuck up and press a button and didn't give the whole, do you approve this charge? No, you could accidentally press that button. They would charge you. But the bullshit thing is that if you would come back and do the same thing, like to be fair, Jim Ryan and PlayStation does this as well. Like if you were to kind of come back and like, Hey, that's not my charge. Like, okay, you get this one time, but if you do it again, we're banning you from the game. So all those, the money they actually paid for is just gone and you don't get to play this game anymore. Um, the dark patterns are things of as far as, you know, incentives, things of that nature that could persuade children to get these pieces. To steal their parents' like credit that. cards to buy Fortnite and, Yeah, and now they have actually accepted it. But the main thing to me is that as soon as all that was in, Epic is like, yeah, this has all been approved. Like, all right, all the other companies need to make sure that they aren't doing these exact same things. And like, they're trying to get high and mighty and put themselves on that soapbox and put like makes themselves like look great as far as like, yeah, we accepted this and we're going to do better. And all these other companies need to do better as well. And because of course there's plenty of other companies out there doing shitty things as far as dark patterns. And I, mm, now thinking about it, cause I didn't think about when I saw the list, I kind of want to change it to Tim Sweeney. So in my opinion, per- so personally, I am very into politics in my free time, right? And like, you not, sure are. not just not just like Reddit threads and, and conspiracy, like legitimately into politics and policy and uh, elected representatives. To me, getting caught doing something wrong and then getting on your soapbox as the bright shining star on everybody doing the opposite is literally just PR politics 101. Sure. And I'm so used to seeing that, that honestly, like, I'm not even mad, nor would I be surprised if Tim Sweeney just didn't run for, like, some sort of congressional district in Florida. So, you know what? In my book... <laughs> Why Florida? My, Don't... I'm, so, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to say let him go, because he should not go, because again, he's going to be on those lists forever, but still not as bad as good old uh, LJR over there so, or Bobby Kotick. Here's another I, part of the whole <laughs> FTC like litigations is that they have proof that employees of Epic came out and said to the company like, "Hey, this is bad. Like, you should not do this." And like, we'll be fine. We'll be all right. And like, em- they have proof of employees like top employees saying we should not be doing this. This is bad. This is like 
quote dark patterns, if you will. They didn't say dark yeah. patterns, but like we should not be doing this. This is like, in, like uh, in, not involuntary, but uh, it's, it's vulgar. It's bad, and the company's like, well, no one's no one's telling us to stop it. Yeah, until yeah, somebody dude. slaps my they, hand, I'm going to keep somebody, reaching the cookie jar. What, somebody got the parents' credit card, and they didn't put parental advisories on there. And if they did, mm-hmm. there's, still not, there's still not a point in there that says, get your parents in here, because you could just accidentally yeah. press it. And also, not to mention, they switch buttons around for uh, certain things, so you could accidentally press a button, and there's no approval for it. Well, yeah. now there is, but there, there wasn't approval for it, so you could accidentally purchase it, and it would automatically purchase, and then you could have to me, go get a refund, do all bullshit. Let me tell you what happened. There were there was a three person meeting in this and in this room, sat Tim Sweeney, sat we the we unfortunately were not in this meeting. Yes, we were not. Right, but it, but it we was, could but have stopped can, all of this. Yeah, right. But I can tell you what happened. It was Tim Sweeney. It was the company's top accountant, and the company's head of legal counsel, and they said, "Hey, this is not right, and we could get sued for this." And Tim looked over the accountant and said, "Okay." So how, how much, much will it cost have? for us yeah. to get a new how, head of legal yeah. counsel? No, no, no. He said, <laughs> he said, he said, okay, that's fine. He's like, what do we pay legal fees? And they said it. And he looked back over to the lawyer and he said, if we lose, what could we owe? And they gave some like ridiculous number. And he looked back at the accountant and he said, are we still in the black? And the accountant laughed said no. and grabbed like, grabbed like a hundred dollar bill, sneezed into it, threw it on the ground and said, we're in the black by billions. And Tim Sweeney said, sign off. Let's go. That's one month of what yeah. Fortnite makes. Yep. Not to mention that's anything else from that. Disgusting. That, yeah. that meeting. So like, that's how that meeting went. We'll take it. We'll eat it. Yep. And then we're going to come out on this platform and go in the press and say, we're okay now. We're going to make the company better and the gaming industry better. Uh-huh. And you all should do so too, right? Even though we're the biggest pieces of shit. Um, so yeah. I don't know. I, I kind of think I just want to go to Tim Sweeney now. Just to make a three way tie all and right. just say, there's yeah. all garbage. At that people. point, if we're there, I think we just make this a, uh, uh, they all four of them can hang on I mean, to this one. Ubi is also garbage, but Ubi hasn't done anything recently. So, not only that, but Ubisoft hasn't made anything recently. So, as far as I'm aware. Oh, all right. So, okay. <laughs> you know, I, I love knowing that. That is literally just like basic, bit, uh, dude. Capitalism, baby. That's what happened. Will, <laughs> we, will we lose out, more? Yeah. Will we lose more in a lawsuit than we're gonna make in the year? Nope. Do it. Make so, it a month. Yeah, do it. Then we're then we're gonna change. So see, our first award. I promise the others will go faster. The yes, first yeah. award of the night, CEO of the year, goes to in a three-way staggering tie. <laughs> Unprecedented. Unprecedented. Never Bobby happened Connick. before on the testes. <laughs> Bobby Connick, Tim Sweeney, and good old Lion Jim Ryan. I tell you what, that is a party of three nobody wants to attend. I would like no. to see that party ejected straight into the sun. Yeah, that would be take the party the and poison their water. Yeah. That would, I mean, that got Not a record. I'm sorry. I, take back. I would never do that. <laughs> okay. So the second one. Moving right along. <laughs> the second award of the night. So, you know, that classic trope you see in TV shows where a kid doesn't study for the test. He gets a bad grade. It's probably an F, but luckily you draw a couple little like longer legs and you turn that F into an A. Well, that's where this next award has come from. We turned our F's into triple A's. And this award goes to the most hyped games that flopped the hardest. So I was very proud of that name. We turned our F's into triple A's. Our nominees were Pokemon. Christian, how do you say the last part? 
Arceus. 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 I didn't watch the show. I said it wrong one time and I got shit good. Well, I heard about it enough on podcasts. It's fine. So, Pokemon Arceus. The second one, Gotham Knights, Diablo Immortal, Babylon's Fall, or Tokyo Wire, or Ghostwire yeah, Tokyo. Yeah. There you go. Good job. And the winner, a staggering two to one here, is going to be Ghostwire Tokyo. Guess who played what? <laughs> Man, this game was so hyped. And I remember the launch trailer. We were talking in chat. And I know Christian was like, oh, that's right in my alley. Even I was like, mm-hmm. I'm going to hold off on this. It looks a little scary. And the closer we got with all the hype from Sony and it was going to be first party, it was going to be for PlayStation 5, take advantage of the haptics. It looked so good. Had a good start, yeah. And oh man, was it so, so bad. Not that, yeah. Even though you beat it. I know we talked about it before. We're not going to dive too much into it, but out of the 70 plus hours I put in doing everything, the whole story probably was about four and a half hours long. Radical. And the first two chapters were incredible, and the last two chapters were the worst. So I think the, the yeah I think the hype is what what comes down just to for the award like all the other nominees I think like Diablo Immortal I don't think anybody even though that game is a dumpster fire yeah yeah and makes nobody money. I think was no like especially like as the resident Diablo fans Preston and I were not even that game was not on our radar it's installed but I've never played it. And it's a mobile game. That's un- right? I cannot like, believe that you even installed it. But what I was curious. People, yeah, I'm sure. But people <laughs> so, just don't take mobile games as seriously. Well, it's not even just it mobile games, right? Because hey, I, I look actually at my don't top ten later. I will find out. Yeah, because I don't actually have a problem with like I'm, I am not like down on the idea of a mobile Diablo. Mm-hmm. However. Everything that came out about that game beforehand, about what the microtransaction system the was going to look like, the battle with the ads, all that stuff, it um, like you, it was so easy to write that game off immediately to know yeah. this is going to be trash. I have That's no I desire for this. I never clicked on it. Right, yeah. Ghostwire was one of those games that that was showing so positively mm-hmm. beforehand that when it came out, for it to be that disappointing, it just. Ugh. And if you remember, like the first couple of like early reviews. Sony must have literally written themselves because they were like glowing sort of reviews. And then when the embargo came off, it was more middling. Yeah, because yeah. it was the people and, who got it for free and were able to play yeah. it with, like, without the bullshit. And then like all of a sudden other people had to play it. So it was like I had to sit here and get bombarded with, hey, you know, you can pay for this. Hey, you, know you can pay for this. You finish this first one. Hey, if you want this extra stuff, you can pay for it. And it just people just got pissed yeah. about it. Yeah, it was it, it was super hyped and it did not turn out that well. Huge flop. So surprise, Blizzard. they are our, they are our 2022 award winner um, at a solid seven out of ten. User scores lower than that. Yeah, um, of course. 2022 <laughs> testy of we turned our F's into triple A's. Hey, hey, you want to talk about the runner up, please? The, well, sure. So the runner up. You want to tell me what I voted for? You want to talk about what I voted for? The runner-up is, you know what? If it wasn't for Ghostwire Tokyo Preston, I probably would have voted for this too. Gotham Knights. Yeah. Oh, yeah. sure. You got you got the name. You got like the whole like it's gonna be the bat, next Batman game. Otherwise, it's Bat People game, and it just you played it and you guys saw it. Wasn't that great? There's a lot of flaws to it. It. There's a lot of yeah. issues with it. Uh, I get that Ghostwire Tokyo could be this one, uh, but I did not play that one at all, so I couldn't vote for that. Uh, honestly, the last only one I didn't I play it either. But I just only I played. Alex. But also, like you guys know. As soon as I got that, I played it for like a couple days, and I'm like, you know what? I'm 
turn us right back into Gamefly. And thank God, I yeah. thank God for Gamefly. Yeah, and the thing, kind of to Christian's point around the hype, I think I saw enough right before the game came out when they were doing the dev letters every week. As soon as the, some of the gameplay looked okay, as soon as I saw Red Hood who only uses guns, even at point blank range. He doesn't punch people. He just like shoots people in the face from point. Like as soon as I saw his gameplay, I was <laughs> not like, a bad strategy, bad. but you this could also choose three other characters and not play as Red Hood this entire game. So I, I, I understand that a lot of people in the press that I hear and the podcast I listen to, they saw this kind of coming. Like the action didn't look good. I'm like, it doesn't look that bad. It looks all right. I'll play it. It's not a big deal. Kind of the open world of Batman, but it did not, did not own up to my very small hype or curiosity, and I just turn that shit back in quick. Yeah. Yeah. That's, so, that's all I got. Our next nominee and category for the 2022 testes is Call Me Mr. Lonely. This award goes to games or services that had dwindling player just so we're clear, bases. Just for everybody, everybody can send all of your your love of these of these title names directly to to, to Alex. He is all, all a child. All of these names are are children of his mind. Yes. Yeah. So uh, this goes to the game or service. So it could be a game or a live service that either has a dwindling player base or it was shut down completely. Right. Yeah. Uh, as we'll see here. So, um, actually, one of these should not be in here. I think it was just a mistype. There should only be three nominees here, which is okay. Uh, World of Warcraft, one of our nominees, though still has astronomical numbers. And from what I understand, this new expansion is, has made some people yeah, happier. Yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. So not to say they're shutting down. They're not. So don't don't send me hate mail over that. I get it. However... They were they were losing players multiple times this year in mass yeah. to other live service games yeah. because of <coughs> Final Fantasy fourteen. <coughs> yeah, dwindling player base. Yeah. <laughs> the other one, Google Stadia, that was shut down completely. But the winner, <laughs> but the winner here was gonna be, and is actually where the name came from, the fall. Babylon Fall. So here's the thing about <laughs> Babylon's Fall. The reason that it decided that it deserved to unanimously win this award is because Google Stadia is a failure. There's no yeah, all saw that. it coming, sure. Yeah. Um, but it survived a lot longer than the same year that it launched in. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Babylon's Fall. <laughs> yeah was here at the Not beginning wrong. of this year and it is no longer here with us by the end it <laughs> I, it has been a short time since i have seen a game die this quick of a death it it launched in like march and then the announcement for the shutdown came in like august yep and <laughs> and if if memory serves the employees of the game there are people that didn't know that it was dying like they were still tweeting about events that were happening when the announcement of its shutdown happened. Yeah. I think a similar thing happened for Google Stadia. So, so but yeah, yeah. And, and the call me Mister Lonely comes from the hero that True. loved that game oh. so much that over one of their event weekends, as Chris was just talking about, was the sole player logged in. You know that yeah. guy's got a private server somewhere. Here's he the was the only one. He had he had he was top level. He had good gear. He was the only player hey, in the world. You like what you like on their servers. I have never I it would be so wild 
to be that person. You know what I mean? Like, wait, just your attachment to the game, or to be in a live service game and knowing you're the only one on both. Yeah, kind of both. Yeah. Okay, it, it has to be both, right? Because like I can load up like a, you know, like a a private server for like Vanilla WoW or something, and I can be the only person in that entire world, right? Like, and that can be that's that's kind of nuts. Yeah. But I don't have any particular like love to do that one way or the other, but for the dude to love this love that Babylon's Fall so much that he logged in and then was just looking around and it's just like it's just me baby like just running around doing quests doing the thing or whatever you had to do in that game I don't know but like just being the only person that, like it just seems insane like I, I can't even imagine what that and, feels like but also like what's the limitation there like there had to be things in that game that you couldn't do There was supposed to be yourself. group activities that you can't do. Right. Oh, yeah, for that sure. That you just can't do by yourself. So yeah. you have, like, the best gear and stuff to your ability. But there's other stuff you just flat out cannot you do. You think the events would be like that, too. Like, the events should be, like, at least more than one or two people yeah. like, would be able to do yeah. those events. Like, need that, right? I don't know. She would think. So I, I couldn't that, know. I'd never played the fucking game. That yeah. low, that lone <laughs> soldier died on his hill. Hey. Salute um, to our nothing but respect for my president. Yeah. yeah, that that guy, <laughs> that game itself. They talked about a complete rebranding. Like we're gonna do, we're gonna pull a Final Fantasy fourteen and and just remake well, it that, from dude, the ground up. If you remember, it, like Platinum, the when they got their new CEO, um, was so shitty to people when he was talking about like, honestly, like we're really happy that we worked with Square on this game and blah 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 blah. Um, but like these kinds of games are going to be our focus going forward. We will not be doing, you know, bigger single player games like Bayonetta or Project GG or like all this other stuff that's coming out. Like we are, we're wholly focused on, on games like this. And then they had to murder it in the same year. And I just think that makes me feel good. And recently yeah. pull a 360 saying they were doing their own IPs and yeah, they're like, yeah. never mind, never mind. We're not going to do this anymore. And it's like, single yeah, that's only. what I fucking thought. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, Babylon's Fall, Call Me Mr. Lonely Award. Yeah. <laughs> Next up, the award we call, We Built a Library. These bitches love libraries. This award goes to the worst streaming or cloud service. We have three nominees. One of them just won unanimously yep, got here. So first nominee is PS Plus. And man, did they have some blunders. Yeah, we have Apple Arcade. Moving from unique Apple games to bad, but things like less, Cut the Rope and yeah. Chess. Yeah. And then we have Google Stadia, our winner burr, burr, burr. for the 2022 testy. Yeah, <laughs> and man, speaking of, like, we talked about it a little bit last week and just going, but man, another example, I'm pretty sure this happened with them too, is another example of a, of a company who murdered their product while their employees didn't know about it. A week before they murdered Stadia, they were actually like they had employees out visiting studios to make deals the, about getting games to come to Stadia. Yeah. There were game devs that found out their Stadia exclusive was not going to be published yeah. by the tweet that came yeah, out saying they were shutting it down. Yeah. Like they're working shit, actively so in shit. the office working, and you see the tweet and you're like, what the hell? Yep. Like, 
I I don't think that there is a, a worse way to find out that you are fired than by a tweet that you did not see coming from your company. Like it happened with G four too. Like I mean that, G4, that, 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 that literally did, yeah, didn't that literally one. happen with like one half of the actual company that invented the tweet. <laughs> No, no, because remember, <laughs> no. that was an internal memo that got sent out, and they were given an option to to take three-month severance or stay if they wanted to work under that dumbass. And a bunch of developers in Silicon Valley said, you're going to give me how long to find a new job? Yes, I'll take that plane. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So that poor Stadia, man. I mean, not poor Stadia, because we know no, Google no. throws things at the wall and see how they see like looks to see how they go, but they love to murder products. Actually they do. I think it was so telling with the announcement that when we were shutting down, we're going to give you again, the Royal we, I'm not a Google employee. So it's, it's, we are going to give you all the money back you spent on the hardware and the games you bought. Now we're not going to give you any money back for any live service. So like if you play destiny and we're not going to give you a monthly sub back, we'll give you the price you paid for destiny. Which is so telling because most companies, you understand when I buy into a product, if the product line dies, like, that's on me, right? Like, nobody gives me my money back for that. So they had to sell so little that they were just like, yeah, Yeah. let's give back the money for the good press, which had to be just a few, like maybe a hundred million or less, but like no more than that. Because most companies would not have taken that hit and they're just like, meh. Don't care. Nope, this is, it'll way. be easier for us to do it this way than to piss all these other people off. Yeah, yeah, which is incredible. Yeah, um, that just so, shows how how poorly it did. Yeah, so R.I.P. Stadia. I, I hope all of those and Stadia R. R. stands. R. And, and by R.I.P. he means rest and piss. <laughs> <laughs> so all those Stadia stands out there that are still complaining on Reddit. I hope you have now been able to buy another console and play games with your other friends who aren't just and experience what it's like to play a game without latency yeah it must be incredible yeah you must feel like a whole brand new person imagine what all of your textures look like when they're fully loaded all the time like i bet or imagine pressing a button and then something happening as soon as you press the button (laughs) yeah so (laughs) we built a library these bitches love libraries google stadia wins a 2022 testy the next one (laughs) one of my favorite awards I'm such a child. (laughs) (laughs) This is the Michael Scott's no, no, please, no, no more award. (laughs) And this award goes to games that didn't need a sequel or don't need a remake. We have quite a few nominees here. Um, The first nominee is Kingdom Hearts 4. Did not need a sequel to Kingdom Hearts 3. Needed it way less after I've seen the Kingdom Hearts 4 trailer. Which is a horrifying, real-looking, like... Did that come out this year? Sora. No. The trailer came out this year. Oh, okay. The trailer. Okay. I I had in the note at one point that, based off the trailer alone. Okay, no, yeah. I don't care. So, the next nominee, Dead Space. We have Uncharted Legacy of Thieves, which was the remastered Uncharted collection. We have the entire Final Fantasy VII remake series, including all of their spinoffs um, that just had one release a couple weeks ago. And then our winner, again unanimous with all three votes, The Last of Us Part One. 
So I don't know what to say about The Last of Us Part 1 that hasn't already been said by us previously. Yeah. It's just such a short turnaround time for a game that already looked great, that didn't need a remake, and needed a $70 price tag even less. Yep. What they should have done is the same thing Witcher 3 did, which is give a next-gen update, and that would have been fantastic. If you already owned it, you got the upgrade, but no. They wanted to shove that was the thing. That yeah. was the thing that they did already. They did yeah, they a next gen update. Yeah, yeah they but did not a next for gen PS5, update. So Christian. They did. It can't. It, so the the the, well, the PS4, PS4 version that remake came over. Yeah, yeah. Got a PS5 patch. No, it got ah, a okay. it got right. a PS5 okay. patch. Yeah. That. yeah, yeah. Like they they straight up did it. Like, and they still were like, nope, not good enough. I need another. I I need to give a seventy dollar with the last price part tag. two engine. Yeah. Yes, it's so stupid. Because see, here's the, as much as I love to dunk on Final Fantasy VII remake for the decisions that it made about Sephiroth making out with Cloud's ear. Everything. I. <laughs> I think that there is a genuine argument for a lot of those games, not Dirge of Cerberus, but a lot of those games to have remakes or re-releases or anything like that. Like, even though Final Fantasy VII is not my favorite Final Fantasy game, I think that there is a, a genuine argument for those games to be remade. And I even think that for Dead Space, even though I, I would love to see Dead Space brought forward with new stuff. I just... In my personal opinion, with that one, you know, I think that the way EA treated those employees beforehand makes it so that nobody should support that when it comes out. Um, but in general, like a 30,000 foot view, those games totally, I think I can see a case in which you would love to see a remaster, remake, reboot, you know, whatever. Last of Us Part One is such an egregious, egregious decision that I just do not under, like, it. it Outside of pure Sony fanboys, I don't know who this is for. Like, it is just... Think about the overload that Sony's trying to, like, push in your face with this franchise. You had the PS5 patch update last year. So this is actually years in a row. If you think about it, there was the PS4 remaster, right? So this is right before PS5. Yeah. So PS4 remaster that was leading up to Last of Us Part Two, which was a fun... you're right. Yep. And then... uh, and then right before that, or right as right as Last of Us Two was coming out, Last of Us One got a PS5 patch. Yep. Right. So then you can you can blast through both of them on your PS5 with all the enhanced stuff, mm-hmm. and then they just turn around and do. And but then on top of that, you have a show, and I, look, sure. I'm yeah, excited yeah. for I'm excited for the show. So like, don't don't I don't want to make it sound like I'm I'm downplaying or hating on that, but it's just the fact that like. They're pushing not just this franchise, but like this one story. It's just part one, right? Like the first game, the part one redo, the show, which is going to cover probably the first season is going to cover the first part of the game or, or whatever. Like it's just the same story as how much can you have over the two or three years? Hey, guess it's what? It's a lot. It didn't need it. They also are going to announce, they are also already announced part three is in the, in the making right now. So I just wish that company would make something new, something different. Yeah, and what's so, hilarious? Yeah, I was gonna say, if I remember, yeah, thank you, Preston. The literally in in an unprecedented move that I could not have seen Naughty Dog doing because <laughs> I we were making jokes about how their next game was gonna be a reboot to Uncharted One because that would be the dumbest thing they could do because I didn't possibly think that they would go even dumber and choose a sequel to a game that has a completely finite ending, like I. What possible 
retreading because uh, you guys didn't play Last of Us 2. I talked about it, when I, it. but like, yeah, like there, I, I, chunk. I, I, I have no idea what they're gonna do for part three, hey, and and I and, you said that and also I'm not into one. it, yeah. like. Yeah. Like I'm not, I'm not there. Like I will, I will not be checking this out. But it's just so crazy to me that, uh, that what they're going to have to do is either make up some balls to the wall, crazy ass reason that Ellie has to get back into doing dumb shit, or it will be her child, or it will be a new group of people that is just it's a new story Someone within the universe, and they're going to go that yeah. way, but still call it part three. I don't guess, know. I'm going to guess new story that maybe follows the group of people that were looking for the cure, like the doctors or something. That's maybe. ended. No, that's ended. But if you go back and do like a prequel, like how it got. That's already in part two. Yeah. Oh, is it? Okay. Yep. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yep. well, there you go. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's literally like dude, there is nothing left. Like, that's why when I finished part two, like I was like, this game, it answered a lot of questions that I didn't want answered. But there they are nonetheless. But like. There is, there is nothing like I, I, it's so stupid that that is what they're going to do next. It is unbelievable. Yeah. Rumored, but well, and when it comes to the entire Final Fantasy VII remake series, I enjoyed that game more than you did. Um, but with that being said, I wonder too. I had this weird how, itch to play it for some reason. I think it's because of Crisis Core, probably. But Crisis, like, but anyway. Yeah, no, I, I'm with you. I have it wish listed on Steam. Um, it just I'm not going to pay more than forty dollars for it. That's for damn sure. Yeah. So until it drops below, much below that, not going to happen. Yeah. But um, my, I wonder how differently we would have looked at that game. How differently everyone would have looked at that game if, when it shipped, it was the complete game. I think that I would have looked at it way different. I think everybody would have looked at it way differently if they had just called it a reboot. I think right. If you would have called it a reboot, but also, that's fair. If you would have called it a reboot to set expectations, but I think if you would have, even if you called it a remake and just gave us the entire hundred plus hour game in one go versus breaking up over three parts over who knows how many years it's going to be now, I think you're talking possible game of the year contender. You're talking about that like, game. If that what, if if they had done that, that game's not launching till 2030. Yeah too much fine fair, i'm not like, i'm not disagreeing just, with you I but, just, but yeah. it would have been looked at much much differently than, yeah. than this game here um so anyway our, our our testie there for michael scott's no <laughs> no please no no more award is the last of us part one shout out to neil Druckmann. so the next <laughs> enjoy your testy yeah. <laughs> yeah enjoy these testies buddy <laughs> <laughs> so the next award is this is why aliens don't don't want to talk to us. And this award goes for the biggest pieces of trash we played this year. Um, and this is actually like a three-part so award. So violent in this description. I, it's, not, it's, not, it's not, you know, one unanimous winner here. Um, it had the potential to be, but I think we all found trash in different parts of the industry. So I'll say mine. I'll let the other gentlemen say theirs. Um, I nominated two, but the one I picked and the one I went with was um, Nobody Saves the World. Uh, they, you know, it was a whole lot of stuff packed into a very simple game. They tried to overdo it. The comedy and humor wore off very quickly. 
Nobody a rare, saves... a rare miss for Drinkbox Studios. Yeah, yeah nobody sure. saves the world to me was not a good game. This I, I would say be... this was one of Preston's most anticipated because of how much he loved mm-hmm. Drinkbox. I love Drinkbox, games. and I started liking it, but like you said, it went yep. too far along the tooth. Yep, and honestly, it, it has one saving grace this year. And it's only saving grace is the fact it's on Game Pass. So if anybody wants to play it on Xbox, there's no investment, which is where I played it. I still yeah, didn't love same. it. Um, but that's just one saving grace. If that was a if that was a forty dollar game, I'd be pissed. Also, so, if it was half the length, I'd probably really like it. Probably wouldn't be bad. Yep. Oh, oh, if that game cuts in half, that it's a, yeah. it's a way it's different a, conversation. Could have made almost top ten. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right, who wants to go next? Do you each have one on here? Christian, actually, yours is next on the list. Yours is next. Okay, I'll go. Yep, so the one that I put forward was Temtem. Um, this was the biggest surprise to me. When I saw Christian put this on the list, I I, I was talking to him. I was like, dude, are you serious? It yeah, is the only like game that I have quit this year. Like, That's amazing. And I and you guys know me. Like, I don't you quit like a it. game. Like, I, I will usually finish it to see it way out, to see it, see it, uh, see it through. But I... Um, I, I there's very rarely times that I I can't do it and this was one of them. I the writing in this game is so abysmal. Like and it's it's not like and when I think cuz you know especially with its direct comparison being Pokemon, I don't want it to seem like I'm saying that the writing in Pokemon games is great by any stretch of the imagination cuz it's not it's very basic. But uh Alex, you'll understand with the um, with you know most of your job being writing. There is a difference between something that is just like middling, and there is something, or but then like, or like just but then being like actually like physically poorly written. Like the mm-hmm. script is poor. Like it, yeah. it 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 reads like somebody's first short story assignment in middle school like everybody is like edgy and saying things like has like weird quippy remarks to everything that you say and all of your responses to people are weird quippy remarks that have that just don't need to be there like and it doesn't make any sense like one of the ones that i always will think about that i remember i was very close to just turning the game off at this point um which was uh there is a you walk up to a uh, couple who is arguing, um, and it ends up being a double battle situation where you fight both of them. But they're they're talking, and they're complaining about their their romantic life or some shit, and they're like talking about you know just regular relationship stuff. And they go, um, "Can we help you?" And you go, uh, "Blah blah 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 blah. Shut up. Let's tempt him." And you go, I, I was like looking at this op- and the other one was like, uh, yeah, you can help me by battling me. And it's like, humans don't speak like this. This is not a thing that norm- like people would say. And, you know, there's things like that. There's like other, there's so many examples like that, that it's just, that's just one of the ones that stuck with me. Um, it like the whole story is like that and then a special shout out to how weird and creepy some of the language is in this game so everybody who's played a pokemon game knows this but ever since uh the second generation so like gold version you know there's like the whole breeding thing where you like you can get little baby pokemon 
and raise the uh, you know and level them up sure. so you can get like you know Pikachu, Pikachu and another Pikachu and then they make Pichu and you know all that other dumb stuff. So um, that's the thing. In this game, the way that they decide to change it up is they do that, but every uh, Temtem can only breed so many times before it can't do it anymore uh, for whatever reason. I don't know what the lore reason is. I don't know they if there is one juice. or whatever. However, it is disgusting. It, this is a personal thing, but it's disgusting to me because they use the word fertile to describe how mm. like the level of one through six the Temtem is. No, thank you. And so because it's a multiplayer game, it's an online game and there's people playing all the time and they have a free chat window to type in whatever <laughs> yelling. nonsense they want. <laughs> they will say, I have this Temtem and it's very fertile right now. And you just go, ew. <laughs> it's some heat shit. Yeah. Like, yeah, like it's, this is disgusting. Like it's so ridiculous that this is the language that's being used. But either way, not a big fan of Temtem is one of the only games that I quit, and I can't even remember the last time that I quit something like this. Maybe, uh, actually, I do remember it was Biomutant was the last game that I quit. Oh, yeah. Um, that fast. That was last year, yeah. Yeah, but then before that, it's been, like, years since I, I it, quit a game. I can't even remember the last one after that. My, my favorite shows to watch are, like, dialogue-heavy dramas a lot of times. Yeah. Um, so I like watching Succession when Newsroom was out back in the day. I liked watching Newsroom. There's Newsroom a few good. others on Netflix that I really like, but, you know, Allie, it's not really her jam when we talk about it. And I always say, like, Succession is the best written show on TV. And it's true, but I should probably change it to um, it's one of the best scripted shows on TV. Script, because to your yes. point, Christian, like, it's it's so hard, and I really respect when shows make dialogue feel natural. And everything in the moment can kind of feel natural, but if you if you pause a show, give it a minute, and then like listen to a few lines of dialogue and pause it again, you'll start to notice like how unnatural yes. a, a lot of the things that characters say in like, shows is. So it's hard to make it sound real, and when like, they do... It's yes. Cool. Like, and, and well, sometimes it doesn't even have to be... like. So that's that was my point with Pokemon, right? It's like I don't think the stories in Pokemon games are good, but the the quality of the script writing, so like the words mm-hmm. that actually went down on the page, is good. Like yeah. that story flows. I just think it's lame, right? Like if that if if that helps people. Whereas like the quality of the script writing in this game, like the words that actually go on the page, is it's bad. Like it is written by and and to, to, from what I understand, uh, I found out later that. Um, this was made by a team over in Spain where English isn't their first language or whatever. So I am willing to give it a little bit of a break on that. However, my biggest thing there is those words are still those words in uh, Spanish. And so it would still be, in my opinion, bad writing even even in Spanish, but I don't, I don't give them a pass for that because half of the games that we play every year are made in other countries, which is made sure. in Poland. Yeah. you have, you know, every JRPG, we have a lot of Chinese games coming out this year and last year and stuff. And I just, that's, mean, why, like, I think have, they, that's why I have a good localization team, man. Like, yes, it's, but the, the difference being is that those are like massively massive studios and company, this yeah. is a very small indie team that probably didn't have the money for a, a good localization team. So yeah, maybe, you know. and, and anybody could F it up. I mean, square had that, had a, uh, what was it? The Final Fantasy One remake, The Strangers of Paradise, Strangers yeah, Strangers yeah, yeah. of Paradise, and they had terrible uh, oh, scripting. No, no, and, and I take that, that back because that's another game that I quit. But <laughs> <laughs> there, we there go. you go. 
So, uh, Preston, what is what is your game here for this? Um, why aliens won't talk to us? Yeah, well, we talked about this earlier. Uh, Gotham Knights. Uh, it's probably the worst game I played this year. I mean, I didn't play a lot of games to be fair. So, one of the few that I did play that I'm like just take this back right now was uh, Gotham Knights. Um, I can't. I was surprised how quickly game. you turned on this game. Yeah, I mean, I I mean, I didn't have time for it, but also like you get through a little bit more. If like, if I really liked it, I would have like kept it and be like, okay. Well, I'll at least hold off and come back to it. But I, even then, I'm like, you know what? No, I don't even care to come back to this. It doesn't seem like it would be worth it. Like we got into the Court of Owls stuff a little bit, and I was kind of intrigued. But overall, it just—I don't want to say this is like the worst fucking game or the biggest piece of trash. But it is mm-hmm. not the best game I played this year. Okay. Well, I think it is a big piece of trash. You sent it back, and you had a hard time making it sound good and nice for people. Yeah, so no, I mean, I'll say it good, for you. But, so yeah. uh, our next award is the Golf Clap Award. And this award is uh, goes to studios or games that are consistently doing, I don't know why it doesn't say this, but it should say doing God's work in the industry yeah. right now. And, you know, this is, a, this is a bigger category. Some of you may or may not agree with. I'll just quickly name the nominees here. So we have the Final Fantasy XIV team specifically. We always preach the good, and we word have to be Fantasy. very specific with that. But yes, yeah, <laughs> yes. Does work. Yes, um, we have Super Giant. They did not release a game this year. However, they did announce Hades two, and to me, that is enough for and them normally, to be nominated. And, and normally, they're always doing God's work, so I agree. They, there. They, yeah. They're consistently good, and yes. they're actually for once not in a negative way, but they're leaning into what their fan base really enjoyed about the last one. They gave it a sequel, so good on them. And more people, yeah, make money, yeah. I put the From Software team on here, and Christian may disagree with that, but let me just say this. From Software has been at the pinnacle of what they've done with Souls games, and this year hit the height, and what did they do? They were brave enough to say, you're not going to see one for a while. Let's revive an old franchise to maybe the the praise or the detriment. We won't know yet, but they are brave enough to do it. Oh, it'll be to my praise, that's for sure. They put out a trailer for Armored Core that looks incredible so good on that team for being brave and and sure doing not doing those souls games nothing but respect for my my mecca president i'm good (laughs) so um our runner up in this category is roll seven roll seven is the team behind ollie ollie world they also came out with a roller dome yep um, Preston, I believe you voted for this one, I right? did. Um, and I will say, honestly, if we dove into the story of Roll7, they probably would have won unanimously. Because I will say, Roll7 is actually doing some pretty incredible work beyond just the two games they did. Well, they that's just not the Ollie, Ollie, first Ollie Ollie game, so, I mean, it's... Well, even beyond that, because I could, I could honestly care less about... Or I couldn't care less about a skateboarding game. But um, they're also doing something called NeuroSky Games, which is a whole part of their company their dev team that makes brain controlled games and they're either mini games or full-fledged like games controlled by your brain but the whole purpose is to stimulate and assist with learning for kids with adhd yep okay so very cool shout out to roll seven they are doing incredible work um but the winner here and i actually gave this one my vote too is to digital eclipse and the atari 50 devs and creators because i think as a preservation piece and as a as a scope of a project, this one is absolutely incredible. incredible. Yep. So, but Christian, I'll let you talk about that really. Yeah. Quick yeah. So I'll, I'll I'll give the quick thing here, but it's it's basically just what you said from a preservation standpoint. Um, there has been ne- like there has never been a product like this. It is some of the most exhaustive 
documentary work that I have seen since no clip essentially like oh, yeah. um it is like you know the, the story that I'll get into that I'll give is that they literally got all of the Atari like original Atari people that are still with us obviously um to just go in and just talk about it all like everything from top to bottom and you know what? Even though I don't agree with some of the the direction that they've taken the company in, shout out to the current CEO of Atari for greenlighting this thing and saying like, no, it's important. Like we, you should do this. Like we're totally cool with doing this, um, because you know not a lot of companies would pull that trigger. But it is it is so awesome. And the, the story that I was going to say is they have um, they get all these people in. It's all these original people. And they finally confirm all of the most insane, just debaucherous drug usage that was happening at Atari back then. And it was always rumored, like people always talked about how like, you know, all of them were either, you know, high off their asses and they were just like people were coming in, you know, off of a three, four day bender of whatever kind of drug that was happening in the 80s and they would just be like psychedelic out of their mind and then they would sit down and they would all be in this you know a, a whiteboard room and they would like come up with the idea for a game and then some dude would go home or sit, or sit in the office he would come up with the idea for the game code it do everything and then be like boom ship it right out the fucking front door like and it would happen and it would do gangbusters sometimes it would fail miserably and other times it would fucking it would explode and set the world on fire and and Every single time, you know, just I can't even it is so cool now to not have to wonder about those stories and just actually be able to hear it from those people and have them describe it and even see that there's, you know, they cut they they cut it in such a funny way where all of the people who were actually doing all of the dev work, all of the game work, I should say, um, they go, oh, yeah, we were high as fuck. Like, everybody was high. Like, we were all doing drugs. It was insane. Like, you know, I can't speak for the other parts of Atari, but where I was at, like, in that bit, like, we were we were going crazy. And then it cuts to somebody in the finance team who was just like, yeah, I, I really wouldn't believe too much in that rumor. I mean, I, I can't say one way or the other, but, you know, that never happened in my department and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, but it cuts to these things, and you see this, like, this funny, you know, split between it. It's just, it's so good. And... And I know there's tons of people impressing you and something like, you know, it's a game you wanted to watch. Um, I would, as somebody who's put more time into it, uh, I think not playing some of these games, you're doing yourself a disservice. Because I think it's really easy. You need to feel it. Well, so here's the thing. The older games that are on there have their place because you you play through it. And maybe, like, for instance, I know what Pong is, right? I played Pong for two minutes. I hopped in. I was like, yep, that's Pong. And then I got out because I know what Pong is. I played a shit ton of Pong. I, you know, I don't, I don't need to be here to play Pong again. However, the Reimagined series is new 2022 versions of titles that either died and never got released or were... Uh, halfway made and Digital Eclipse finished them and then made them, like, iterated on them. And some of them are legitimately good. Like, good games that if they were released this year, people would be talking about them. Like, if they were solo releases. Because they are... It is not like... It's not like an old game that's just, like, you know, touched up. It is like they full-on remade some of these games. 
and like put the, like and put them in. So it's all around just huge, huge kudos to that team. Not to mention uh, a big game I played this year that they did as well. The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Kawabunga Collection. They had yeah. that. So all that cool background yep. stuff they did as far as go into here's the ad from Japan for this Turtles game. Here's this and that and all like the things they did with multiplayer and the fighting games for that. They are the developers. And yes, I did Google it. They are developers yep. of that game. So I'm like, did yep, they, they do are. it? I'm like, they had a hand in it. They've no, done they, they so before. They've done a bunch of Mega Man collections and, yeah, and stuff they do like that. Before. A great like, job with collections for sure. They, they are. are they have done such good emulation work over their careers, and oh, so yeah. then to finally have it culminate and and pay off in this kind of product. I hope that this is the kind of product they do from yeah. now on. I they don't. The, I, the, the Disney games and like, there's a whole bunch yeah. of shit they did there as far as bringing stuff in and uh, just bringing those things back and doing well by it. Yeah. yeah. So this category was a later ad and after talking about this game I've actually changed the name of this category because this game is such a labor of love game yep. that I think this category needs to be feels like making love so the feels like making love award goes to 2022 testies digital eclipse and Preston will have to put a little sound clip in there Feels like Daryl. Yeah. And and see, look, not all these testes have to be hideous. These no, receiving receiving these testes here could be the bright spot yeah. of someone's Sometimes day. Sometimes you got some good True. testes. Yeah. Yeah. So not everything's a negative award. So we only have a couple more left. The next one up is the Bold Move Cotton Award. We'll see how it plays out for them. This is for unique choices in design or gameplay. Even if it didn't work out, hey, at least you tried. So we all nominated one here. Um, Stray was nominated but did not get a vote uh, Point P was nominated but did not get a vote My nomination that got a vote Because we have a three way tie Is Card Shark I thought Card Shark was a fantastic twist On a strategy game where You literally you, get to cheat death You you cheat death but you, you literally learn How these old school Street Cons card tricks work, work yeah. Which is incredible It was so fun, so unique I'll talk more about it later um, But I got Card Shark. Um, Christian, you're above me. What did you nominate there? I nominated uh, Immortality. Yeah, yeah so, so we talked about that before, but go ahead and give yeah, it a Yeah, we've piece. talked about it, so I'll just be very quick. But just it was most the reason that it got nominated is I think that, um, you know, the the way that you navigate through that game and sort of piece together the story through jumping to different related things inside certain clips of all the three different movies and trying to piece together what happened to this actress, I think is a truly just like novel idea that I have, that I have not seen before. It was good enough that it got himself nominated for game of the year at the game yeah. awards, which is pretty incredible for an artsy it's side game. Straight project, up. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, and Preston, what about you? Three way tie here. What's yours? Uh, mine would be vampire survivors. Um, so, that game kind of blew my mind. The more I heard about it and saw it, the more kind of like, are you serious? Is that good? Are you serious? Is that good? And I played it. I'm like, yeah, it's even, I feel it's even better than what people talked about to a certain point to where it's, it's just incredible how a game to where all you do is move your character and upgrade things can be that great. And not, not to mention like it's top down. 
like basic 2D sprites, like nothing super complex. And I'm pretty sure, I mean, I, I was about to look it up, but Christian was so quick on his. I'm pretty sure it was made by just like a very small team, or at least like not, not no, one person. A, a dude. It's a dude. Say, one a person. Dude. So yeah, pulling. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, he brought it by this, for the whole year, he brought it to every single platform yep. except PlayStation. And also did like, you know, the the, the free, like not so the beta or whatever it was, but like just had people playing that beforehand for free. Early access. Early yeah. access, yeah. And the complex way you can do upgrades and the many weapons and just how good the game feels all together. There's a lot of other games that are like this. Um, people call some games clickers. I call this a no clicker. So it's just move the character around. They move the then, joystick is all yeah, you do. All you do is move the joystick. Your weapons and actions will happen. And then you'll choose which weapons you want to happen. And then there's more complex things on top of that, like which level you choose, um, which character you choose, the more you level up. And as far as combining weapons, I've talked about earlier as well. And then sometimes you don't even have those weapons until you unlock them doing certain things. And it's just, there's so much in this very simple game that it just kind of blew my mind as far as like, that was a bold move, Cotton, for fucking sure. Yeah. yeah. And, and dude, just uh, as of last week, I think, released his first DLC. Yeah, there's a new DLC. There's two, a whole new two, map. Two there's new characters, new map. Yeah. Fuck, is so. guys doing God's work. For sure. Sony, what are you doing? How is how is it literally on everything, including mobile and not on Sony? But whatever. So mm. Mm. our last award, and mm. then the other is just a little talking point, but our last award here is I wasn't late. I was on PBT, which is Preston Burns time. Yeah. It is <laughs> it is a unique time zone for anybody who's not familiar with it, but this award goes to the best game. The time in that time zone that, changes like the wind. It does. Wherever Matt. <laughs> so, this award goes to the best game that we played this year that wasn't from this year. So it's just a quick special shout out um, to something we played that wasn't from 2022 that deserved to be on a list one year, just can't be on this one. Um, so I'm, I put this one on the list. I put Judgment. I fell in love with the first Like a Dragon game, which was my introduction to the Yakuza series based on what Christian recommended. Judgment took that even further. And this year on my PlayStation recap, Judgment was my third most played game of this year with like 100 hours. And Lost Judgment, the sequel uh, that also did not come out this year, was like 110 hours or something. It was my first place played game. uh, And Elden Ring fell between. They were fantastic. Judgment just had a better self-contained story. It was smaller, awesome introduction. It furthers my love for the RGG studio to the point where I've gone back to acquire so many of the other Yakuza games. I can't wait to play them. And I'm looking forward to Like a Dragon Inshin and other stuff. So shout out to Judgment. Um, I also cheated here. No. Because I knew that I could put Judgment and give them their kudos. (laughs) Because Christian was going to say the next one. Um, that would <laughs> yeah. have also been on my list. So, well, you haven't played this one, but you, you're, no, but, I, you're but I'm fin- finishing you the first one. You are very close yep. to finishing the first one. Yep. Um, but so the the game that I'm nominating is The Legend of Heroes: Trails in the Sky, the second chapter. Um, so it's the second game in the series. Uh, this is not only is it one of the best games that I've played this year that did not come out this year, um, but it is probably tied for one of the best JRPGs I have ever played. It is truly an incredible video game to the point where I think if you go on the on the GG app, um, I have uh, 
I, I'm pretty sure I have the first game labeled as five stars, and the second game is now also at five stars. But if it is, this game is so good and it enhances so many of the systems that the first one built that it it makes the first one worse by comparison through no fault of its own. And and not even in a bad way. It just means like that's just how like if 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 the first game is still remaining a ten out of ten or a five out of five, this game becomes a seven out of five or a you know twelve out of ten, just because of that is how much better it is. It is insane the things that they are able to do. I've I've talked about this game so much already. I won't I won't continue. But yes, that is absolutely the thing that won that for me. So, like I said, cheated on that one because I knew you were going to put that on the list. <laughs> yeah. And Preston, what is your best game that you did not play this year? Well, I was going to put one, but I couldn't stand not talking about the second one, so I'll start with the second okay. one. Um, Final Fantasy IX. I've had a really great time with it. I think it's going to be one of the first like mainline outside of the Final Fantasy XIV, because that's an MMO, uh, FF games I play and beat. Um, just haven't had time to go back to it. Every time I go back to it, I fucking love it. I get the sweet cutscenes that I've seen in VMAs. Or, or, I guess it's VMAs, not VMAs. Yeah. FMVs. FMVs, FMVs, FMVs I'm stuff. sorry, yeah. FMVs. And uh, now I get to actually play those and see more of those um, uh, cutscenes. So it's just, it's been a good romp. Um, I'm very curious to see how it ends. I'm pretty sure I'm very close. I just need to put you some time close. towards it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's that's just a, been a good treat. I know it's Christian's favorite game. I know Alex talks very uh, good about, or very up about it. And uh, yeah, it's It'd be my... Second favorite Final Fantasy if Outside you don't count 10. 14. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, it's, it's a very good Final Fantasy game. Um, I'm, I'm glad to go back to it once I can and have time. Uh, the other one would be, of course, Witcher 3. Been having a great time with Witcher 3. Um, we do it most Wednesdays. I don't know if I'll do it this Wednesday because I'm a very tired boy this Tuesday. And uh, I have a lot to do this coming Wednesday as far as working and then things have taken care of all the shit that I had to bring in today that I haven't taken care of yet. Uh, so we'll see what happens, see how I feel on Wednesday. But if not, you know, the next Wednesday after that, I'll be right back into it because I can't With no pants can't stop and everything. Playing. No, <laughs> hey, I put my pants back on once I figured that out. Um, once but you yeah, figured out, oh, yeah. the Witcher. Yeah, no, I know. We played the whole, whole game, and, like, I even yeah, told Christian, no, I, I was about to save and log out, and I just want to check some stuff. And, like, Christian, even you didn't notice, I didn't have my pants on this time. And he's like, yeah. really? I'm like, yeah. But I was killing shit. I was, I was killing it. Um... To be fair, you know, my pants might have just been left off after uh, me and Tress had our little lighthouse, you know, rendezvous, so who knows. Um, but yeah, it's been great, and the next-gen update makes that game look fucking phenomenal. That game is... is you think a pretty game couldn't look any better? It sure fucking can. I just... It's downloaded on my deck, and I'm trying to finish a couple other things before I dive in, but I cannot fucking wait. To oh, yeah, no. I think I'm, I'm going to try to look into some of the things, because if, if I don't play this this Wednesday, I'll look in to try to get the uh, the Netflix armor. In that quest. Mm. Oh, yeah. It'd be yeah, a fun yeah. side kind of thing because they even added new stuff to it as far as quests and the way you can just do things. It's just the whole next gen is not just pre upgrade, it's a whole advancement on how you can play that game. Yep. And as long as you're yeah. willing to put maybe 100 plus hours, me trying to main quest the thing. But uh, yeah, you, you just put so much into that and there's so much hey. more to get to now. Most companies, this would f- almost feel like, a, oh my gosh, we effed up our last game and launched so bad that we feel obligated to make it better by doing this stuff. But if you take away Cyberpunk, like this is just what the studio did with The Witcher. If you remember yeah. how much DLC they gave away for free when it first launched with 3 and, and how beloved well, they if were you, with if their community. People, people and, forget, but 3 also launched in a not 
particular uh-huh. yeah. great state. Uh-huh. And so it, but it they also a sent of, out a nice letter because people were supporting it, it still and being it nice is, about It's it. a labor yeah. of love for them, too. No, yeah. So. yeah. That's a great game. Um, yeah, those are my two games. All right. And finally, our last point here. So those those are all of the testies we were given out. We are throwing these testies around tonight. Very excited about Smacking it. People to face with them. It's fine. I, I can't I can't wait to see who is willing to accept our testies. I was going to say, Instagram. we should have some awards. I thought about for our like, tag actual everybody. game of the year this year, I thought about having a nice like lab tube to give to some company. But for the testes, it should be just a little, little like the same thing you see in the back of trucks sometimes. Just put that golden <laughs> on like a platform. Like, here's your testy. Can it, be, can, it be, can it be a Newton swing, right? Those little balls. It sure can, yeah. Exactly it's a little differently, to maybe. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So um, the last piece we had here before we go into our top games of the year, which is probably good. To get it out, we'll get it out now. We could get it out at the end. Um, but there are games that we wish we played this year that we didn't. Sure. So um, I have two the games on here yeah. that will not make my top ten list. Um, but they're games I really wish I had played, and yeah. I am I, I will make time to get to this upcoming year, which is Horizon Zero Dawn, the the sequel here, uh, Forbidden West. I hear it's great. It looks great. I loved the first one. I don't know why I didn't make time for it. I think it was just. Bad timing with Elden Ring and others. No, my games play. It no, came you, out you played, I was playing other just, stuff. Yeah, yeah, you spent time playing Ghostwire Tokyo instead. And it's you got okay. back into fourteen. That, that and judgment, I think, is what I it was doing at the time. So I don't dumb dumb on my part, but I'll play that. Oh, and then no. the other one I wish I'd played uh, those later release. Pentiment. Everything I've read about this game. Oh God, I need to add that one for me too. Yeah, it's it's apparently just fantastic. It, it takes place in old English. I believe the story it's an old English incredible. town. It's won a bunch of Game of the Year awards for its story. Like, yep. Um, and you're you come in and help solve a murder, but apparently it doesn't end there and it gets crazy, but it's supposed to be great. So those are my two games. Unfortunately, don't make my top ten because I didn't play them. I wish they had. Yeah, I'll so, go next. Yeah, I can go next. So I, I would agree I need I want to echo the, the Pentiment one and then I just want to add um, Neon White and then uh, Chained Echoes. So I didn't get a chance to play Neon White. Um I've seen a bunch of it, you know, I already know that the story is super cringe, but the gameplay is uh, incredible, Um, so I really just want to try it, and I love doing the high score, you know, chasing time trial stuff, so I'm very into that, Um, and then Chained Echoes, from what I understand, is one of, it it is vying for some, some top five JRPG of all timers, on a lot of people's lists. It's sitting at like a 90, 97 on open critic right now. I think it's kind of like insane how good it is uh, or how well it's doing for, uh, and this has also been, it's made by one dude over the last nine years, apparently. Oh, Um, Oh, wow. Outside of the music, he had somebody come in and compose music for him. Um, still, but it is a JRPG that then halfway through the game, from what I understand, you get, uh, every character gets their own mech. And you fight in a mech. That's why. And you get to gen- and you do like crazy. <laughs> you can get your own custom paint jobs on these bad boys and do whatever you want. So I am, yeah, got em. fully in on this game. I got literally em. cannot wait. I'm, I'm going. It, it's art. Actually, as a matter of fact, I purchased it already. Um, but it will be going. I very into that. That I that game. Hey, I, I'm looking at the trailer on Steam. The art looks incredible. Yeah. 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 It, it, the battle. So I. I, I I had the battle system shown to me, and it is such a neat take on on RPG. So, Alex, I'll explain it to you really quick. You are basically um, 
think of the Final Fantasy nine or ten uh, overdrive meter, right? So it's like always building mm-hmm. up and stuff like that. Except in the middle of so then split it basically into three columns, um, and you are the you are trying to keep it in the middle at all times so okay. that you can get a 1.5 boost to all of the damage that you're doing. If you go too far, like if you start doing, if you're doing too many attacks that that basically fill up that meter too much, you will end up going too far, and it sort of plays into the idea of the mech, right? Like you you, cool you're down. pushing the mech too hard. So you're going too far, and you'll end up not doing as much damage and sort of being inefficient and so you want to keep it in this sweet spot between all the different characters' attacks and everything like that. It is such a cool idea. Like, I, I'm, I'm very ready for that game. Interesting. Is unfortunately, I wasn't able to get it to this oh, year. Wow. Okay. And Preston, what about you? All right. I actually put three on here. Uh, there's a lot of I, others I could put on here, but I just want to kind of keep it short. Um, the one that you two have been talking about a lot, which I really wanted to play, but I just didn't have time to, and I thought that if I did put time to, I'd miss out on a couple other things. But uh, to me, it's Citizen Sleeper. I really wanted to play that game. The way you guys talked about it and the setting and everything like that, it sounded really fun. And to be fair, I had a little bit of FOMO while you guys were talking about it and going through some of the stuff. I'm like, fuck, fuck, I want to play this game. Fuck. God damn it. Like, it sounds really good. Uh, but I definitely want to play Citizen Sleeper. So that's on my backlog for next year. Um, really want to play Bayo 3. Uh, not because of the story, because that's what I hear everyone's talking about the story. I've heard plenty about the story. And actually, I just listened to the uh, Castle Super Beast spoiler cast they just put out. Um, and with Susie and the more I hear about the story, the more I'm like, yeah, I'll just play it for the action and the fun. I'll just it's play fine. it for the funsies. Yeah. Um, and, but it, Hey, I love me some Bayo action game. So I'm, I'm down for playing that. I really want to play that. Um, and then the other one is I did play and they give you an Egyptian Bayo. They do give me Egyptian Bayo, <laughs> but also they give you a mech Bayo. So I'm also excited for that. Um, and then you also have midnight suns, which I did Marvel's midnight suns, if you will. Um, I did play just the intro of that, but I didn't feel like I played enough to even like be able to talk about that, uh, to actually know enough to see how I actually actually feel about it. Uh, but I just started that like right before I went on the holiday week end as far as like going out and doing things. So I dabbled in it, but I didn't dabble in it as much as I did like neon white or anything like that. Um, I just, I want to get into more of that. I want to play more of that. I wish I played more of that before I got into my top 10. Cause I think I could have been in my top 10 from what very little I played, but I can't say that cause I didn't play it too much. Sure. Yeah, All right. Well, speaking of our top ten, so since we've since we've talked about some of the bad, a little of the good, let's dive into the things that stood out for us this year, and that would Personally. be our personal top ten. Yeah. So if you joined us last year, the way we did this top ten is we start at ten, we go to one. Um, each person says a number, like Christian would start with ten, then I would give my ten, Preston would give his ten, then we went to nine, and so on. Um, give a little quip about them, talk, say what we want to say, and, and move on. Yeah. So... Uh, who wants to start this year start. with their number 10? I can start. start. Oh, go ahead. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Let's let Preston start. Yeah, go ahead. All right. Fine. Yeah. fine, fine. Uh, number you know 10. That's how right? we do it in a way. Three, two, one. So we'll just. Yeah, yeah, way. sure. That's just. There yeah, we yeah. go. Yeah, yeah. Are you sure we did that? Did you really want? Okay. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> um, number 10. So I played a handful of this. I still want to play it. I, I get a feeling for it every once in a while. I just don't have. I just, I'm just not in the point to where I can play it. I do want to play some more. I love the multiplayer for it. I love the single player for it, which I want to play some more of it. It's Splatoon 3. Splatoon 3 is my first Splatoon okay. game I ever played. I know. This is a big surprise for me, too. Yeah. I was, I was very yeah. It's on my 10. Trust me, there's a lot of things that could have bounced around. You know, Power Washington Simulator yeah. could have gone in there. But um, 
Splatoon 3, just... I didn't think I would like a Splatoon game. I thought I played one or two before, and I'm like, whatever. But I think the single player and the waiters kind of building more of a world and trying to make it more characterized kind of mm-hmm. got me a little more. Um, the multiplayer I'm a little bit more interested in once I get more weapons, um, even though I think I get got more than I should. Um, but at least if I feel bad about the multiplayer, I just jump into single player and have a good time. And I think they do a really good job of that single player. So that is why it's on my, t- my 10, is that I didn't play enough of it, but I played enough till I'm still thinking about it months later and i just have it over there and waiting for me i bought it from gamefly and uh yeah it's just a fantastic game it's fun it's, it's a great game people already nice. talked plenty about splatoon but this is my first romping of it and three i think just does amazing job very nice yeah that was one christian i did not guess nope nope we did oh not. you got i can't um, wait to hear what the guesses on mine later on yeah um it's not. It's not too many. It's just. We, yeah. It, no. Yeah. It's fine. It, Whatever. It doesn't need to be on the podcast. Um. So my number ten. So I need to be very clear here. All of these games. I. I really wish this year was what I would consider like an absolute banger of a year. It's like I. Too much. There were so many, many games. good games that came out. Yep. I really wish that I could have done like a top fifteen. Um, sure. That would make this a lot easier because there was some painful cuts that I had oh, to man. make restrictions. Uh. It. It, it was brutal. Um. But. It cannot be understated how close all of these games, especially like ten through like five, it's like ten through four. Even is they're all very very close. Sure. Um, My first eight, I had trouble figuring out how I was going to put what where. It's hard. Like it was yeah, it was tough for easy. me. Like yeah. I it yeah. Um, but so my number ten is going to be. Horizon Forbidden West. So I... Damn, that's low for a big game like it, that. It, it's, okay, first of all, it is not low. I, I, it's 10. Got, it is literally... <laughs> out of 60 out of, games you played. Yes, out of the <laughs> bazillion games I played this year, I'm saying that this is number 10. And also, like I said, I wish that I could have had a top 15. This would have made this a lot easier. Um, but also saying that you're the 10th best game of this year is not like a diss. Like That is the oh, most no. insane thing that I've ever heard. But... We'll move on from that. Just anyway, uh, so I had I had Forbidden West on here. I, this was a game that I did not expect to like as much as I did. I was just happened to the, when it came out. I was like, you know what? I'm kind of in the mood for this. Like, you know, at first, and it helps that um, I was in between. I, I had a week where the job that I had switched from to the job that I currently have now, like I, they gave me like a little bit of a weak buffer and you guys uh, were there to watch me. Absolutely. No life. Yeah. Elden ring. Destroyed. I think yeah. I finished that game probably alongside like Elden ring streamers. Like I, I was Dude, up I'm not there gonna, with you finished that while I was in a hotel room and I was playing bloodboard alongside you. Yeah. And, that was me and Allie and two dogs in this one room hotel room for a week while we were planning on moving and selling our house. And if it wasn't for you and me chatting while I was watching you play that game, I don't know if I could have gotten through Bloodborne or the move. Yeah. Honest, yeah. Honestly, like it was, yeah, it was a lot. I think that I, like I, it is, I, I know life that game hardcore. I was, we were, I, we were all hanging out in chat and playing mm-hmm. it non-stop basically um but so shortly after that when i had finished it and um i was looking for i just was like you know what i saw horizon on the store there and i was just like i'm 
and I had seen some reviews of people who were like, this is actually a lot better than I thought it was going to be, and blah, 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 blah. And so I was like, all right, you got, I'll check it out. Let's, I'm in the mood for Robo Dinosaurs. Let's do this thing. And I have never, I was, I, like I said, I was just so surprised at how much I liked this game. They fixed so many of the things that I didn't like from one, but also, you know, this is a thing that I was, I was holding back on, so I apologize now, Alex, because you will inevitably. Obviously, we didn't say this at the top of the the top of the show, so I'm going to say it right now before we start getting into our personal top tens here. Um, spoilers are going to happen, so if there's games that you just come back after you finished it, I'm not Preston. There's no reason for him to put no, I'm not a million different fucking timestamps for yeah. every single game. I'll try to hold back as much as I can, but if I need a feel, I'll tell you I, to kind of convince I, you why I, 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 I won't say it. I, I think we're safe to spoil things here. Like this, yeah. we got to this the is end where, of the year. Yes, yeah. This, this, this is, is where it happens. This game essentially becomes the Mass Effect Two of the Horizon universe. Yeah. I, okay. right. it is, it is insane how much of a change they did. You literally build a squad. You go on loyalty missions with these people. You have all these different dialogue choices and all these things to sort of get them and then you you have the final run mission like you are taking them on to do this thing and at the very end so the whole game you're dealing with Hades and you're dealing with you know which for those who don't know is like this rogue sort of AI thing that went crazy at the the uh, in the first game and it escapes you see it as the credits happen like it sort of shoot like it, it blasted itself sort of across the sky these silence this dude that you thought was a homie was not he was actually a huge dick bag the whole time you know blah 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 so, you basically, halfway through the game, and this part was in the trailer, so it's not a super big spoiler, but um, the humans that left Earth before, basically, the collapse, um, who left, uh, they're called the Far Zeniths, but essentially that was the, that was like the weird, you know, corporate entity that, it was, basically, what you end up finding out is, that was all of the billionaires on the planet that decided to escape. Instead of trying to help uh, Elizabeth Sobeck um, fix the the problems that were happening with the world and you know all the terraforming and all the stuff that she was doing to sort of build a new world for people to just inhabit and you know we don't have to deal with it anymore with all of the crazy plague and all the other shit that was happening. Um, they said no, 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 no. Uh, we are going to be spending our unlimited money and we're leaving fuck you. We're going to go to a different planet and we'll fuck that planet up. And then when we're done with that one, hey, maybe we'll go fuck another planet up. Suck my dick. We'll do whatever we want because we're rich. And lo and behold, um, they created a, what is essentially ends up being what I, just just for people to understand, a reaper from Mass Effect. Um, where they were trying to terraform they once they had found a planet that was halfway suitable they had found they were like oh damn this terraforming lady actually has a had a pretty good idea we probably need to do that so that we can survive so they start terraforming this planet and they use this one ai this sort of super ai to 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 handle it all and then it becomes as sort of the the AI was going it was it had learned as it was as ais are wont to do they typically uh, end up go finding rogue. out the well, well, so not even just go rogue, but it ends up finding out through more or less basically that the best way to protect humanity is to murder it, yeah, to wipe protect it out it from itself, right? Um, 
And so that becomes its mission. And all these people are like, whoa, 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 that's not what we wanted. And it's like, yeah, it's too late, brother. Like, this is what's happening. And so they go hard. They start. So they run to escape. Well, then their first idea is, okay, we need to go back to Earth. And now that we have our super, you know, all of our AI'd out, like our future tech, where we basically are immortal, like, we, li- we live forever. They, they have beaten every problem that humanity has ever faced, correct? You know what I'm saying? So um, when they come back to Earth, their idea is, well, this will be easy. Like, you know, w- they had prepared for basically a full-scale invasion, and what they weren't prepared for was basically tribalism to still be, like, to, to have been around, and that there was this weird so humanity was you know basically evolving again in front of them well they were like we have laser guns these dudes have bows and arrows we will fucking destroy these people like this is not even a a, a, a contest um and what ends up happening is through you know things that they weren't expecting and also some betrayal from one of the ultra rich people and all sorts of other stuff um you end up winning uh, you, you beat them back, but then at the end of the the end of the game, the AI that they were running, you find out you you don't know this until the very end, but that you find out that that's when you are told like they were running from this AI, and it was that's why they were so hell bent on destroying everybody because they planned on making a military base to then try to fight this AI for one final last stand that they were going to try to defeat it with. Um, and they were going to use all of so- Elizabeth Sobet's um, terraforming robots to just pump out a bunch of war death machines to to fight this AI. Um, and this AI, you, you end up getting into a communication channel with it because it finally it was trying to talk to one of the Far Zenith people, and you uh, Aloy picks it up, and you're like, yo, you know, you, you try to reason, and you're like, no, it's not like. I beat the far as units are gone. Like you don't have to worry about it anymore. And he's like, you're right, but you guys are still human. Like you are sentient life, and therefore my mission remains unchanged. I'm coming. Like expect me. And you're just like, and then it ends right. Yeah. And so it got to this point where I, when the game ended, I just was looking at the screen. And I was like, this, this is incredible. Like how did you pull this? And uh, once again. Gorilla unfortunately shipped at a horrible Bad time. Bad timing, man. Man, and the curse. This, if this game had not come out next to Elden Ring, I think that people would have been blown away. And it will the same thing will happen where people will get to it next year, this coming year, and everyone will go, Holy shit, da 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 and then you know they'll be rehyped for the third one, and then the third one will launch next to, I don't know, Armored Core Six, and they'll be fucked again. <laughs> so who knows? Like but um I I it I it had to hit my number ten spot um solely because I just like I said, not only is all of that fantastic in my opinion, but I went in expecting absolutely none of it. I would have not have seen that coming. When when they had announced this next game, I I mean you guys even remember I was like, Oh, we'll see. You know, like mm-hmm. I don't know, I, I kinda had my fill with the first one, but you know, we'll see. Well you you were in your time of where you're for a long time you were like, I don't want to dive into another open world RPG like that. Like I'm just I'm just yeah. not in the mood for them, right? And it was uh I just happened to 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 pick the game up when I did, but if you had asked me to try to you know, sort of bet where they were going to go with the story, I would not have been able to pick this out. It was incredible. Absolutely incredible. Yeah, I am excited to dive into that game. 
the only reason I haven't bought it now is because I'm just waiting for it to come onto Steam because yeah. I have very little incentive to turn my PlayStation on again. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so at least yeah. until 16 comes out. So my number 10, um, it's the only game on this list that I did not beat or finish. Uh, I did finish. I just counted on GG. I finished 30 games this year. Um, unfortunately, not all of them came in 2022. So things happen. <laughs> it's the one game I did not finish that made this list. Um, I was going back and forth between two, but I put Midnight Suns on here. Marvel's Midnight Suns. Nice. I, I think, yeah, it's as, as much as I played, it's been a good, entertaining game. It's it's biggest flaw in this like strategy XCOM type feel card is the fact base. Yeah. is the card base. Yeah. And the cards are fine, but literally it would be the same game whether it was cards or actions. Sure. That's it. That's what I'm um, curious about, yeah. That's it. How many so yeah. yeah. So um with Midnight Suns, the story, it's a Marvel story. It's helped by the fact it's a Marvel story because it is a goofy little light like Lilith is has come out of this like shadow realm and she's trying to take over the world by turning people into soulless creatures and she's taking over heroes and bringing them into her army it's fluff but it, it works because it's Marvel yeah but the thing I appreciate is the fact that they've really taken in taken into account like these characters that you don't know or that you're familiar with so like I'm not familiar with the Midnight Suns as a group as a whole out of them, I know Blade really, really well, sure. and I know I know who some of the others Doctor are Strange through. And, yeah, yeah, of course, but but like they're not even part of the Midnight Suns. The Midnight Suns are like the four, like when you it first depends get on in which there. iteration of Midnight Suns. But yeah, it, oh, I'm I'm sure yeah. it does. Yeah. I'm sure it does. There's a whole new comic run right now for them, and yeah, magic's in there and shit. Yeah, yeah, uh, but I was gonna say like I I know magic from other media like sure. the X Men movies and and other stuff, but it's just not a lot of characters I'm familiar with, so. It's fun, it's good, it's lighthearted, it's a Marvel project, it is better than High on Life, which is what I'm playing, the other game I'm playing right now, right? So, like, I really, there were a lot of other games I played that did come out this year that just weren't good enough. Trek to Yomi wasn't good enough to make it. Ruined King, in my opinion, wasn't good enough to make it. There's a few others. So this is my number 10. Um, I think it's it's good. I think it deserves to be there. I'll continue playing it, for sure, yeah. Curious about it. All right. Christian, you, you're, you're, you're laughing. What are you I just laughing? think it's so the difference between our number 10, like, is in, like, Press and I are treating number 10, like, 10, this thing, and you're like, number 10 is just a, just a fine game. It is just fine, and it is only here because it just happened to rise above the shit I other, that I didn't want to put on here. <laughs> and That's, the other things, but I mean, but the, the like, other games he played wasn't this year, which is... I know, I know. Yeah, I, know. So like, I, I can't, I don't know what to say, like... I played the, like I said, I played the Lost Judgment games. I have to go back to my list, a lot of JRPGs, honestly, yeah. and see. Yeah. But, like, there's a lot of JRPGs, of course, you know, that are going to be on there. Like, South Park was a great game, but I'm not going to, it wasn't this year and yeah, stuff. So I played sure, a lot yeah. of great games that just You did a lot of work on your backlog. Yes. I did a lot Pretty of work on the backlog. Here. And yeah, then yeah. the other thing is, like, the things from this year that I did play, like... Scorn, Ruin King, Trek to Yomi, Nobody Saves the World. Unfortunately, even yeah. even uh, to- Ghostwire Tokyo, we've talked about like those games from this year just were not good enough to make you, the cut. You you had some bad picks this year. You did. <laughs> so, <laughs> he made bad choices. Yeah, that's what happens when I'm trying hey, to get out of my comfort zone and play enough. new games and new genres. Yeah, yeah. So it's not bad. But but the rest of the list I completed, and I'm excited there about. I think it's good. Yeah. So, right. There you go. 
Press right. number nine. Number nine. Number nine. All right. That would be a great little phone game called Point B. I have played a lot of this game. A lot, a lot of this game. Everyone wants to sit here and talk shit about the whole Netflix like thing and all that. But guess what? It's a great game to play. You're sitting on the toilet. Or you got a 15-minute break from work. I'm just laying on the couch with my good old doggo Ted on my chest. I got to sit there and fling this little guy up, get all these little berries. It's very fulfilling. It feels very good. No one can talk shit on it because no one else here played it. So I don't want to hear anything <laughs> about that. No one wants to talk Mr. shit on AOL it. Mr. AOL Count. Love the fact that it was on here because he agrees as well and he has great taste in video games. So I would say if you got a Netflix account and you have, like I say, an iPhone, feel free to play it. If you love the game down well, it's made by the same people. But instead of down, you go up. So it's just, it's very pretty, it's very fun, and it's just Wait, really enjoyable. It's the same game you just go in the opposite direction? Well, not the direction. same game. Like, you, it's a, no, playing it. No, Downwell is completely different. But yeah, it's, it's, oh, okay. it's just funny because like they made a game called Downwell where you go down and that you get through your levels and it's just kind of like a, what would you call it? Like a, is it not a rogue light? A rogue light? It is a rogue like. Rogue light, yeah. okay. To where like, yeah. you die, you go back, you spend all your points, and you go back up there. You have different kind of moves and stuff you can bring back with you as you go through it, but you have to go through the same levels. Yeah. You unlock yeah. different levels as you go through. Um, but it's just very fun. Uh, the way you can kind of just toss things around uh, kind of gave me that same, not the same thing as Angry Birds, but like it just felt good. Like Angry Birds felt good as far as like, I felt like I wasn't fucking up because of where I was pointing. I felt like I fucked up because I chose a certain direction. Um, sure. So it's it's a very, very fun game. Like I said, if you pay for Netflix, you already have this game and you own it. So uh, feel free to play it. It just takes a couple minutes and you will get addicted. So yeah, that's my number nine. Shout out to Point B. That's point B. We guessed that one. I'm sure you did. Yeah, yeah. You're ready for it. Yeah. Oh, boy. All right. Number nine. Tunic. There you go. All right. So so I I had an amazing, amazing time with this game. Uh, It was, you know, Preston, you brought up uh, one of friend of the show, uh, one AOL account. Um, We... We both were playing Tunic around the same time, and we were sending each other just absolute madmen scribblings. I was sending them to you guys too. So you but, went, you went full like yarn across the the poster board. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So figuring out some of these puzzles, he actually went farther than me. Shout out to him. He translated the language like he. Oh shit! Yeah, he, he figured worked. it out. Like um i did not have any desire to do that i was there just for the puzzle solutions i just wanted to figure out the shit in front of me um and honestly figuring out the hints and the puzzles that they left within the end game like game manual thing was so so satisfying and fun to do and the the way they foreshadow so much of this game to you from second one like it's so crazy that if you if there's certain things that if you know, if you knew what you knew when you finished it, you would crack open that game and break it over your leg like you'd be so overpowered so quickly by the things that you would be allowed to do by un- by figuring out some of these puzzles. And the sol- you can do this. You, those solutions are available to you immediately. You just don't know them like you and you have no idea that it's even a puzzle to you up until you have more more manual pages. Um, you know, there's a ton that I could say about this game, but I, you know, th- literally there's just one of those things, no notes. Like it is just yeah. perfect. Like I, I loved every single second of it. Um, I think 
the the combat is super fun um especially when you get the dash to like uh there's a there's a magic spell that you can equip or i think maybe just upgrades your dash in general i can't remember but um you basically get like a, a warp dash like you just you know teleport to a spot and you can get out of it it makes so many fights so much more fun to to mess with because you can just zip in between attacks and you know if there's an enemy that's coming at you in your front you just zip through them and then turn around and start smacking them up from the back and continue to just work people like that. it's it's fantastic I, I i loved every second of it and it was especially fun because i missed out on the whole the whole fez train when that happened where you know a, a community of people really centered around that game and was intent on on figuring out every aspect of it um, same thing happened with Tunic, but this time I was I was sort of there for it, and it was it was awesome. It was really really cool. Nice. Uh, my number nine is the Lego Skywalker Saga. Nice. Which may be the best way to enjoy all nine movies. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, no, the Skywalker Saga was so that well can't done. be true because they don't have pod racing in it. They do. Oh, okay. Then never they mind. Do. I stand corrected. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, you absolutely do have the pod racing in it. Um, so look, any game that gives you any Lego game that has as much collectible stuff you're into collectathons, but gives you like a hundred hours of content that you can play with your significant other in co-op yeah. for the whole time, like it's just a good time to me. Sure. And it was light, and it's funny, and the cutscenes were all voice acted, and the way they do those cutscenes are so good. Um, with the Lego people, because they just, like, make them more comical than they should be. Uh, but with all of that, like, the fighting was satisfying. They actually added, like, boss mechanics for the first time in these games and um, unique puzzles and stuff. So I really enjoyed my time with it. It was well done. It was... It, it is the best collection of Star Wars video games, in my opinion. Not to say it's the best Star Wars video game, but the best collection. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, of the of, of all the movies together. Best stars game this year. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> <'Cause only one. laughs> yeah, so it was it was a lot of fun. It was really really well done. Um, yeah, so I like I like anything Star Wars. There you go. Yeah, so do I. I'm surprised I haven't touched it. Um, I just think it was you know I've never been a huge fan of Lego games. That's to be fair, fair, I did finish the Force Awakens Lego game, which I loved. So I'm sure I will enjoy this one. Yeah, one of these days. It'll be free on something, or it'll and, be super cheap, and I'll just go ahead and get it. Yeah, and, and this had a little something for everybody, too. So, like, Ali and I had beat the Force... Yeah, it was the Force, Force Awakens yeah. game. Mm-hmm. Um, we had beat that, but Same. they redo this movie, and they do different, different levels, yeah, different scenes. Yeah, they don't scenes, just put that thing in there, yeah. So it's not the same stuff. So, like, good for them on that, too, creating something brand new and always, well, it, it looks usually pretty good. Like, as far as, like, when you ship battles and stuff like that, it looks usually pretty yep. good. Super great. Yeah, I'm not so. surprised. All right. So we're going to number eight. Number eight. Yep. All right. We talked about this company beforehand, and it deserves its praise as well. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Cowabunga Collection. Let me tell you about some nostalgia juice that I got. I got the <laughs> berries so fucking hard with this game. It was fantastic. Of course, Digital Eclipse does it, so these games aren't bad ports or PAL ports or anything like that. Nope. They're just great ports. Um, I even got to experience a game, again... We're gonna mention this motherfucker again at anyway, AOL account. He brought me into uh, is it a Game Boy game that is a Turtles game that is a Metroidvania Metroid game. Yeah. yeah, but the whole thing is like you don't get powers like as far as like new guns. Your Metroid 
power-ups that get you different areas are different turtles. So your Michelangelo yeah. is saving the rest of them, and once you get a different turtle, it gets you different ways of getting throughout the area. Now, I suck at this game, so I can get too far. Uh, but there are ways you can modify certain games, like if you don't feel great about it. Like I think the... Um, I think it's the NES game that was like top down. You go into a sewer and then you do side scrolling, which I always sucked at. But the thing is that I think you can like do a modification to where, oh, well, just give me infinite lives or well, just, oh, give me a little more power ups as far as making me uh, you know not die or something like that. It's just they knew that those games were a little too much hard, a little too, too hard for you. Some of them were arcade games that were supposed to be like, hey, we want to make you put another quarter in there. So we make it a little bit harder. They're like, uh, we'll just give you free quarters, like, like limited lives kind of thing. Uh, which is very nice to see, not to mention Turtles in Time and things like that, to which I just love those games. And you can go back to play them. You can get, like I said, co-op. You can get um, online multiplayer for those like you know fighting games that they have in there, which aren't great fighting games, but guess what? You got online multiplayer. So if you really want to do like a tournament with some friends and they're not all together, or if you're having a pandem- pandemic, you can play those games online with people. So it's just... It's a great collection put together. They put a lot of the uh, extras in there like they did with the, the um, uh, Mega Man collection. Uh, not as in-depth as they did with Atari, so there's no like videos to watch as far as like they talk to developers or anything like that. Um, but there are a lot of like the ads they saw on some comics, things of that, not comics, uh, uh, magazines, um, and it's like some of the different box art you would get from different uh, uh, countries they put in there, which is a lot of fun. And you can also switch between different country versions as far as like, oh, I can switch between the, uh, the the American version. I can switch between the uh, the Japanese version, which sometimes does change the game, especially with some of the f- those fighting games. You get like an extra character if you go to like the Japanese game, or you can unlock the bosses with a modification. So I just, it was a great collection. It did a lot for me. Um, like I said, member berries for days for me, and I loved it. So that that's that's why it's number eight on my list. Turtle we power. guessed that one. We guessed that one too. We had a lot of fun playing that game together. Well, we get no, that, no, no, this that's is not the same game. Oh, 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 this is the collection of the old games. Oh, yeah. fair enough, fair enough. Yeah. We did guess this one, so no, Christian. we guessed the other one. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, <laughs> your number eight, sir. My number eight, Metal Hellsinger. There you go. Yeah, that's okay. definitely a new game for sure. That yep. is, yep, yep. So I think, um, especially, I know it's a me game because I'm probably one of the only people that still. Uh, sees it show up in their Twitch recommendations for like watching people stream it. There was one there hero I saw the other night that was streaming it to a whopping 15 people, and I just was oh. like, yeah, that checks out. Poor guy. But hey, look, I'm, I'm used to it. Either way, um, this game, has, if, there has never, if there has ever been a game that was more directly marketed to me, I'm not sure what it was. Um, I... Oh, this game was I had so much fun with it it was awesome it plays I thought it was so so well done from a from a gameplay perspective it's so snappy and and fluid it's quick there's no like um I I didn't have any hitches or or any weird parts of the game where I thought like the game was like slowing me down or getting in its way like it's all just about getting you from point a to point b as fast as possible while pulling off a bunch of stylish kills and, and all these really cool, like, you know, finisher moves and all these different things. Um, and in the, in the, at the same time, um, a, what I would say is a, a veritable who's who of, uh, metal vocalists from, from out the Bang years your soundtrack. that I listen you to either, myself. you know, like for me, I, there is tons of people on that list that I haven't listened to in a decade plus, 
but it was still cool to to see them get love and do like a cool thing. And there's some people that I still listen to sometimes and like, you know, they were still there. Like I, you know, I'll always be, nope. Uh, (laughs) They'll always be down for listening to uh, a system of a down song. If it comes on to a rotation, right. And he's in there. Uh, Lamb of God is an example of the, one of the vocalists that I haven't listened to in quite, quite a long time. I think I was probably like my freshman no <laughs> probably like eighth grade but nonetheless still dope to see him get his own song and it, he kills it and all this other stuff and the, the greatest thing is to sort of see some of these vocalists um step out of their comfort zone right so like a lot of these people is what i would consider like generic not generic but general like popular metal like just your your run of the will like metalcore yeah. sort of stuff outside of uh, outside of System of a Down, obviously, but um, most of the vocalists in there from the and the the group that composed all of this music, um, Two Feathers, uh, they they made it so that a lot of the tracks they did were not typically tracks that these vocalists ever like sing over, and so it was really cool to sort of see them um, sort of come out of their comfort zones and do and do stuff to to match whatever track they were on. Nice. Um, I loved it. I had, I had, I know that it did not hit for some people. Um, I want to love it. I just, you're telling me. That, oh no, I, for, I'm not talking about you, but yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Um, I know there, there's some people who you know, didn't jive with the gameplay mechanics or they, um, you know, obviously, you know, soundtrack that it might not have been hitting for them. I, it, I think that both of those things, if they work for you, you will love this game. If they, if either one of those things don't work for you, you will not have a good time. You cannot so like it, one or the it's other. It's very yeah. much a personal taste thing. <laughs> this game, though, for me was it. It hit every single. There is times where I still will go listen to that soundtrack because that they did such such a good job. You say it hit every note. Yes, I would. I would say <laughs> that. Yeah. Yeah. Also, uh, no one has touched my scores, so there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Who else None is playing friends? <laughs> no, and there's some there's some that I I finished. This happened just as much as uh, in Ali Ali World as well. But um, there's some that even on the global leaderboards, like I was like top like 30 out of all the people that play, and I was just like hell yeah, like that just feels good. So. All right. So my number eight here is. Um, one of four games from the from uh, Devolver Digital that oh. I played this year, but one of three games from that company that actually made my top ten list. Oh shit! All right, I, I freaking know. Hey, they're a great company, man. Publisher. So here, the first game I'm going to talk about is number eight, Card Shark. We mentioned it earlier. Yeah, but dude. Card shark the the level the barrier of entry on a game first of all is so low, so it's it's made that anyone can have fun. It has this really goofy, very artistic artwork, and what I mean by that is like if you walked into an art museum, you could see some of this in like you know and this could be a painting that was painted in the eighteen hundreds, sure. right? In some sort of like impressionist style. So yeah. like it's this very creative artwork and it's like you're watching a storybook unfold but you literally are just a dude who gets in with a group of con men and you're trying to help these con men build up their camp well, for even like gypsies and other people by learning literal card game like even more than that you're card you're deaf or and yeah. mute oh, sure. not and not mute. deaf you're mute you're just yeah. mute 
Um, but uh, you are in a you're working as like a like a tavern janitor essentially back in the, and then uh, a con happens and dude gets mad that he got swindled um, and goes to uh, shoot the person who conned him and your caretaker ends up stepping in the way of that bullet and the guy who con is like hey man you either you're gonna get cuffed up or you're gonna run with me right now and you go and basically live continue to live your life after it's it's nuts a lot of great shenanigans ensue too like with the storylines you because you return to multiple people multiple times throughout the story and like each time you have to you know like they just you pulled a con on them before so then it's like we have to do something else to accomplish our goals but they're already on the lookout so we already like have to up the ante so now it's a tighter window for success yeah but like then stuff happens like a house burns down you're like oh snap like gotta save this dude and and get out and it's just the twisting turny story it was a lot of fun and oh by the way if you get caught and you get shot then you literally die and can swindle death so that's how so Preston I don't know if you've seen this but essentially that's so that's the gimmick is you die (coughs) and it you know game over screen sort of fades and then it fades out and then you're you're sitting at a table and you're sitting with death like sickle hood the whole thing and you're sitting there and death goes look man um, you know uh, obviously I've been watching the whole time bummer because it looks like you had a lot more (laughs) to plan to do Um, but uh, tell you what uh, I'll play you for your life so if you win i'll let you back up if not you know that's tough you're dead death forever. loves to have fun man and so that's your shot so you get to try to con death into giving you into you know back going in. back to yeah, the yeah. world of living that's awesome. it's it's incredible that's great. so yeah. good it was really really fun game um definitely worth the top 10 it made my number eight there you go yeah i've heard a lot about that game sounds like a lot of fun i just don't think it's for me i don't care yeah. for car guys that much all right. My number seven is Gran Turismo 7. I did not mean no. to do that, by the way. I just now realized that. <laughs> As, yeah. When I was marking them, I did not think about that. Um, so I am a big racing game fan. I do love racing games. Even though I'm not a car guy, I do love racing games. Um, Gran Turismo itself, uh, Polyphony Digital, is has a great love for cars and they put it in there every fucking time. Now they've had their hit and misses, you know, Gran Turismo six came out a little bit too soon after Gran Turismo five, to be fair, Gran Turismo five came out a little too late after Gran Turismo five prologue. Um, but then they usually one through four seem to be pretty good as far as people loving them. I did not play those, but I did watch a friend, uh, of the show, Mike, uh, he also played those as well. And I loved watching him play them. Um, but this game, would it be fair to say that Polyphony Digital has driven a special place into your heart? They have. Oh. They sure have. I know, yeah. Oh. He, yeah, guys are right there, too. <laughs> yeah, get me back on the notes. Um, but this, this game had a, actually a really fun campaign. Um, it has a lot of the fun that you like with the, uh, the driving challenges. Um, it looks fucking phenomenal. Like, it just... Again, every time you, you say this, every time you see a new Grand Turismo game come out, it's like... It's hard to tell, like if I were to show my dad this when he was alive, like he'd have a hard time telling if I was playing a video game, if I took the UI off, or if this was an actual shot from an actual race. Because these are actual racetracks, these are actual cars, like they're not fucking around, and they put so much detail and work into this, to where like half the shit that they put detail into, you don't see. 
Um, but this with the water, like this, like the particle effects that happen, like when you're driving around are great. Um, that's the same thing I felt about drive club when it came out as far as the particle effects and stuff like that. Um, there was a little bit of a kerfuffle about like how they try to do like buying cars and at a certain point you couldn't sell your cars. So you could like, once you chose, you couldn't get them. Um, but there's a fun, like little raffle you could do as far as like, okay, I got this, like, it's not a loot box, but essentially it is a loot box. Uh, but you, like, press it down, and it would do, like, you have like, these six or seven uh, silhouetted things. One of them is, like, a car. Maybe a second one's a car. And you have, like, different parts you can unlock for different cars. And it would just do the whole thing, like, a spin the wheel. So it was, like, and then slowly start and stop. And, like, come on, give me that one. Give me that one. Give me that one. And you get it, like, if it's a car, you're, like, hell yeah. And I got a really fucking sweet car at one point. It felt great. And uh, from what I hear... Uh, from one of the other fans uh, that we have, I don't, he might not be a fan, but he's one of our friends from the Discord. Uh, he uh, mentioned that recently they actually did give you ways to sell your cars. So if you wanted to, you can sell your car so that we can put it towards another car that you like. Because sometimes you just get some cars like if I get a Mini Cooper, I'm like, I probably don't use it that much. Like it, to be fair, a lot of those challenges and races, you have to have a certain type of car. It's not just I can bring my Lamborghini in every race. It's no. We want like class A or class B, or you have to have a certain amount of horsepower, or it has to be within a certain year car, or a certain like make or model kind of deal. So you want to have those cars kind of around. But if you have like, I have like too many Coopers, I'm like, I can sell one of those. Like, I, I don't use this one very much. I see most of the challenges I play, I don't use it. So I just go ahead and take care of it and get rid of it. And a lot of those challenges, they'll give you the car to use for that challenge. So you don't have to, you don't have to like buy that car to do that challenge. It's mostly for like the campaign races and stuff like that. They have to get those cars. But Grand Turismo. It's good. It's good to know that they definitely like re, you know shifted their thinking on not selling your cars and reversed their decision. I started it, I guess. Uh, but yeah, no, it's it's a great Grand Turismo game. I'm glad I got it. Uh, it's still installed on my PS5. It, I won't uninstall it because every once in a while, I'll just get that itch. I'll just get that itch. Like I just want to play a couple laps, a couple races. Like I just I just want to get back in there. And not to mention in Christian, while watching me play, he knows, and even you might notice, Alex, those cars act as those cars. Like, whether or not, like, I'm saying whether or not, it's W-E-H, W-E-A-T-H-R, fuck, spelling. Um, (laughs) The actual weather physics, if you will. Um, I know how to spell weather. I just can't do it in the spelling right now. Do you, though? (laughs) W-E-A-T-H-E-R. Thank you. If I do it slowly, <laughs> I think and, oh, I speak a lot faster than I think. I'm sorry. Hey, man, that's a hard word to spell. I get it. It's not a hard word to spell. I'm just I talk a lot faster than I think. No, I'm, just, I'm saying um, I get it. I've been spelled. So the weather effects alone that can mess with your car, like these cars drive like those cars, even with like the different tires you can put on them, the different suspension and stuff like that, like different type things that I don't know as a car person, but I just try to mix and match and find out what happens. If I really want to, I can ask my friend and I'll figure it out. But, um, yeah, it's those cars drive like that. And it's, it's a lot of work to put into that. And I'm sure Sony gives them a lot of money, a lot of time. So, uh, yeah, it's, that's my number seven grand Turismo seven. They, pr- I would assume that company probably has a fun day at the office, like in prepping oh, yeah. for those games. Those who make that game? The, love the, the making team, that game. The team that gets to go around and like just film these cars at tracks or like take photos. Do the 3D model. Be in the pit and yeah. stuff. They probably have a lot of fun. Yeah. So. All right, Christian, you're number seven. All right. Number seven. So this one, again, like I said, this was, it was very tough. I don't. Oh, some of these are—it's it's heartbreaking. Brutal. So, yeah. M- Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak. 
Oof. Ooh. That low. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, again. Wowie wow. Uh, I think that we, there's not much to say else here other than, you know, we talked about Monster Hunter Rise all the time. We talked about Sunbreak a bunch sure. when we played it. Um, everybody knows why we like these games, you know, all this other stuff. But Sunbreak, I think, despite being, you know, uh, us having, you know, only being on the Switch for a little while and all this other stuff, um, this game is still somehow, one, I think it is e- far and away easily the most impressive Switch game that has ever come out. Blows my mind every time. Um, it is bl- it is mind-blowing that yep. they have not only gotten that game to run on the Switch, but run locked um, and, like, flawless. Like, never no problems. never had any performance yep. issues, nothing. It's just rock solid the whole time. Um, besides that, though, uh, the amount of content that is in just Sunbreak alone yeah. is insane. I think this was months of us playing this game yep. that it took us to get through it, to get all the different ranks and not only all the... the si- hold on, excuse me. Bless you. Bless you again. Oh, anyway, um, all of the different, uh, even just the fun like costume stuff. Like you know, Preston had his the Mega Man dog. I had oh, the Okami so dog. Like, I don't know. I don't remember which one. Alex, you. I think you went with Sonic. Did you make your dog look like Tails? I think. Yeah, yeah. he was yeah. Tails. Um, but there's all the, the, the different fun, and all that was for free. Like yeah. they just they just tossed that game. Just go do they a quest are for it. Still yeah. doing weekly updates to the game. Like there are still event quests that are happening and things that you can download and go do and stuff is still happening in the game t- right now. It is mind blowing. And then next year they're bringing the whole package rise and Sunbreak, to every platform, which is awesome. Very happy to see that. Um, Capcom, which means I could easily have it on the steam deck if I wanted. Well, it's already on steam. So you could do oh, that. Yeah, so you can already do that right yes. now. <laughs> they just they um, don't they don't have cross save. That's the one saving grace. That's why I'm not yes, going anywhere else. The, with it, yeah. Yes. Yes. But if they opened up cross save, it'd be a bad day oh, for for Nintendo. All of us. Yeah. Um, all but uh, yeah, not much more to say about the game. Um, I don't know if it ended up on any of your guys' lists. We shall um, find out. But uh, you know, and I will say easily. This is, you know, Alex, Preston, I think this is the first one that you've seen all the way to the end. Yes. Alex, this is the second one that you've seen all the way yeah. to the end. Um, Third one I've seen all the way to the end. Did I you finish the, the Wii U one? No, 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 no. Remember I had the one in the uh, 3DS. Oh, that was shit. my first one. Okay. Did you finish it? No, yeah. I never finished it. I finished that. Oh, okay. Um, so, either way, I've, I've had finished a bunch of other ones, but... I think we can then safely say, easily, this is the best final boss they have ever oh, yeah. done in a Monster Hunter so game. So much fun. As far as a set-piece boss, moving around, doing stuff, and all we could talk about, the three of us talk about, is how fucking amazing it would be if they finally did like a full, big, online Monster Hunter. But yeah. even without that... Having four people go through that multi-stage fight with the final fight and watching it, and you know, sailing your boat and then it shooting beams at you while you're sailing That's in almost and enough dodging to be four it. people. Yeah, yeah, like, dude, God, it was so good yeah. and like all the different the stages. Raids, and yeah. 
using the having to jump up and and get on the chain guns that are floating in different yeah. places and shoot it's just an incredible yeah. incredibly well done fight that i it, yeah. yes just fantastic game all around yeah i it did make my list just not here at seven but it'll come soon um my my number seven is a game that only i played out of the three of us i believe um Although I one day need Christian to play it, even if I have to buy it for him. Um, and that is, I'm still not going to be able to say his name, Anomutationum. Oh, which was God, yeah. Pixel art, cyberpunk. It, it, it is a fantastically fun little action game um, with great pixel art. We've talked about it months ago whenever I was playing it. Um, but... It, it ended well. It wasn't too long. It didn't overstay its welcome. Um, it just was a great little story. You're a girl who lives with her, lived with her family, but like some stuff has come up and her brother has disappeared. So you're kind of working with your sister to find out what happened to your brother. And you have uh, powers because you live in this cyberpunk futuristic society where, you know, you, you kind of have cybernetics in, in you. Right. So. He has some powers, but it's it's a fun action game. It's well done. looks great. The puzzles are intriguing. The one thing that I had at the end, the reason why I need Christian to play it is because I am still... I still believe that the the creator of this game did a, like, shot-for-shot design of the old house as the final level as far as the look goes, and no one has called that out other than me, but all the way to, like, the tile floors and the red walls and the big open spaces, like the lobby of the old house when you jump into control, it's identical. Um, yeah, I I, 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 I totally forgot about that game, but I yeah. need, I'm going to add it to my backlog so I don't forget. I need <laughs> to add that. Yeah, I am determined to, uh, to, to figure that out one day, even if I have to contact the, like, two people that made this game, be like, hey, uh-huh. did you get inspiration from this? This is all I need to know. Uh, but anyway, good game. It was, I think it was like 15. I bought it at 15. I think it's normally like 20 or 25. If you catch it on sale for anybody out there, it is a fun game that will only take, you know, seven, eight hours of your time. Totally worth it. So, Preston, nice. number six. Number six. That would be good old God of War Ragnarok. Dad nice. of boys. So, I have actually really enjoyed this Dad game. Ragnarok. Yeah, yeah, Dad Narok. Um, I just realized. Sad Dog Narok. I don't know that I have God of War Ragnarok on my list. Really? I do not know. Okay. It's in front of you or not, but either way. Um, I just know that I just realized, but I thought I had it on had my it on list. There? No, it's not on there, though. It's not on my list. Right. Well, if it's I not on my list, it's not on your list. You know what? To, here's here's what we're going to do. We're going to put it, to put gonna it, put it at 10. 10. Gonna put it at ten over Midnight Suns. I thought I had okay. it on my list. So you're looking at now, like, oh shit, I forgot up. that one. Okay, and it's gone. It'll go number ten in place of Midnight Suns, but whatever. Fair enough. Preston and you can just here. press and edit your talking points of God of War. Put it over <laughs> his talking points for Midnight Suns. Yeah. Uh, so I'm not gonna <laughs> talk too much about God of War because we talked about this enough the past couple weeks. Um, all I'll say is that I've actually truly enjoyed what I've been playing. I haven't finished it as much as I wanted to, but I'm pretty fucking damn close from what I understand. Um, but there's a lot of points that really hit me, got me really emotional as far as all these games I'm looking at right now. I mean, I can't think of another game that got me like 
that like choked up and like fucked with me emotionally. There's some, to be fair, some of them are pretty easy pulls. Like, okay, okay, you you meant to do that and you meant to get people choked up. It wasn't too hard to do so, probably. But like, I'm the w- still mad about that dog. Like, I'm still mad depends about on it. which dog you're fucking talking about, sir. But I'm assuming the first one. Um, but yeah, it's, there's plenty of points to where I just it really choked me. I got, got me the feels and plenty of dad son moments. So like that gets me as well. Um, and like the last one I just saw was like, fuck yeah. We talked about, it, I think in the last episode, but it's just goddamn like this writing while it can be slightly predictive and like not super surprising. There's some things in there that just like, fuck like this is, this is not bad writing. This is really good writing. The game looks fucking phenomenal. Game feels good to play. And outside of like the whole Mimir and fucking Loki or whatever you want to call him, Atreus is like talking to you constantly about puzzles and shit. I think either they patched it or half over halfway through, they kind of stopped talking to you as much. So they, they must've patched it. They must've patched it because they were, I've been going to to me the whole time, but I was playing the first week. So So, yeah, they're like, I'm going to puzzles going like, I don't know what to do. And no one's talking to me. I'm like, uh, I'm like, I kind of want you to talk to me at this point. (laughs) Like I I need to go back to the options. There's a sliding scale, but yeah, no, it's, um, it's, it's a really good game. I love the first one. I'm really enjoying the second one. I'm very curious to see how it ends. I don't think even though no matter how it ends, I don't think it's going to go above my fifth for sure. I do not think it's going to go below my seventh based on how it ends. So God will work We talked about it enough. Great game. Love it. Beautiful. Decent story. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Good game. Okay. Story. Yeah. De- sure as hell. Sh- sure as hell. Pretty and great acting, but yeah. Yeah, it's a decent story is what I'm going to say. Like, yeah, it's, I didn't think the first one was like, yeah. oh, this story blew my fucking mind. It's just, it's a good story. It does decent for God of War. It does better than the fucking original trilogy did as far as the actual story. Um, and does well by the character development more than the, those games. But yeah, it's, it's it's a good second one. And I also think it's a good third one because I know they just crammed two games into this fucking one because it's taking me forever. And they could have stopped at one point and just continued on and gave me a new game after that. <laughs> Soon. I actually don't think so because the story itself, if you mainline, is no longer than sixteen. If you're doing extra shit, it's longer, right? But the story itself is no longer than. Or sorry, I say sixteen. I'm gonna say twenty sixteen, but actually, I think it's twenty eighteen. Um, yeah, it's it's no longer than that one, the original one. Um, but just more added filler, sure. More stuff, so it's definitely not two games. Okay. And we'll probably you'll probably get your third if you want one. I'm sure. Oh no, yeah. From my here, there's. I think the developer even said that like. <laughs> The thing you get, the last weapon you get, if you will, that uh, that is going to be what part of the continuation, how the next one should feel. So they mentioned next oh, one. Oh, so. gross. You have the spear, right? I do have the spear. Obviously, That's we're the, the spoilers, last weapon you get. Yep. Oh, Christian, they're going to... They're, I haven't they're hated the spear. To, I like the they're spear. Going to, they're going to, like... Ugh, they're going to Egypt. That's where they're going. Oh, if I'm they sure. do... Guess no. he's gonna be excited. Uh, if they if they do every Ooh. time you bring it up, I'm gonna get I'm gonna right. cut in. There's well, a, there's a don't South spoil Park. anything more no. for me in the game because I haven't finished. It. I'm really close. No. But there's a South Park thing. Remember where they did like the Simpsons did it? Butters oh yeah, were, yeah. Simpsons did it. If Assassin's they go, <laughs> I will straight up cut that to say Assassin's, Assassin's Creed did it, did yeah, it yeah, and I will enough. have that on a button I can press. And every I will let you press that button all you want, but I'll be a very pleased boy. So, but yeah. God of War Ragnarok, Preston's number six. All right, Christian, what's your number six? Okay. Oh, again, 
This is all very hard. Number six is Atari 50 Collection. That's a fucking fantastic game, I hear. Cannot wait to watch uh, it. So, Atari 50, I, I won't, I'm not going to go too far into because I talked, you know, everything that I said, a bunch of stuff that I wanted to say there. Sure. Um, but just what an absolute, just labor love. And you guys know me. I'm a huge dork when it comes to video games. Alex always calls out the most how I have the most useless and ridiculous knowledge <laughs> of old video games and things and studios and this stories and knowledge. all sorts of random stuff. I mean, I'm the psychopath that has like a currently hooked up right now to a component switch that has eight different no <laughs> Let me check again. Nine different channels on it to be able to take nine different component inputs for all these different retro consoles. Um, I buy, I go out and spend money on Japanese import Dreamcast fighting games, you know. But so obviously something like this is laser targeted at me. But also, I think that if you were just even, you don't even have to be a fan of Atari. Like the the selling point that I'll get is just. If you are, if you have been, if you have been known to enjoy a video game, you will like this product in some form or fashion. It is worth it. Game history, yeah. These, yes, like these, this team absolutely deserves your money. If there's ever a product that you are going to buy, and even if you don't play it, you just want to buy it to support them. This is the product to do it on because we need more stuff like this in the industry because. There is only a finite amount of time that we have left with some of these people um, that started this video game industry, you know, a long, long time ago. It doesn't feel like that long ago, but it is in terms of, of tech. Um, and are we at when 50 they, years yet? Was this in the 70s or 80s? It's Atari 50. 80s. Well, late, late point, 70s or late 70s, early yeah. 80s. So we're, we're not quite 50, but we'll hit 50 in this decade. Yeah. Yeah. And... A lot of those people were in their 30s and 40s starting it, right? So, like, it, we're getting there. And it, you know, when, when these, some of these people go from or some of these early companies that, that started this, this, you know, thing that we get to enjoy now, um, those stories are just gone. No, you know, we're not going to get them back. So, so having something like this that, 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 uh, houses all these different stories and, and gets the real ones and, and shoots it in a documentary like style while also having all of the games preserved and available to play and also has reimagined versions of ones that got left on the cutting room floor is I think just such an important, important thing for, for, for this medium and deserves to every praise and accolade that it gets. Yeah. I'm excited. I know you say you should play it, so I'll look to pick it up, but I definitely want to watch the documentary for sure. Like the little videos yeah. pulled together. I'm excited for that. Yeah, same. Um, yep. I love those things. Like Preston, I, I just like watching the documentaries and the no clip stuff and I find it so fascinating. Yeah. So Yep. Alright, so my number six. I'm not gonna talk about it much at all because it is Christian's number eight. Um Monster Hunter World or Monster Hunter That's my number seven, but yes. Number seven, was it? Okay. Yeah. Uh Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak. It we've when we played it we just fawned all over it. It is a great game. That's all I have to say (laughs) (laughs) because everything else Christian just said. So as my number six, moving on, Preston, your number five, number five, we talked about this game in great length as well. So I won't get too much into it. 
Vampire Survivors. I own this on two platforms. Um, I played a lot on PC, and I went over there once I got on Game Pass because I was like, I want to sit on my couch to play this. I don't want to come back to my computer to play this. Fantastic both ways. I hear it's on the phone, but I hear the thing is that most people just want to play this with a controller. Uh, but won't get into it too, too much, but great, simple game, uh, great idea. One person, that man deserves all the money in the world, and I cannot wait to see what he does next outside of DLC, uh, which I'm sure he'll just keep pumping DLC into this for a hot minute. So, again, don't want to put too much into this. We talked about Vampire Survivors at length, or at least I have, for at least a couple weeks, not to mention today. Uh, but yes, I know Christian has played a little bit of it. Alex, did you play any of it yet? I ha- I told you that, yeah. The yeah, first I, I, I did, like yeah. Ten, 10 minutes, and yeah. I played three or four rounds. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a fun fucking game if you got a little time or if you want to listen to a podcast but you want to play something as well um, or, you know, if you have a, a sweet Steam Deck and, you know, one of your partners wants to watch something on TV but you don't really care to watch that but you want to play something, mm-hmm. great way to fucking do it. So, yeah. I'm going to pick up the DLC later because the DLC is literally like $1.99. Oh, yeah. It's, and I think this, everything about this, this game one, is cheap. What, what the game itself the, is like, if you don't have Game Pass, five, like five. Yeah, five bucks. Five. Yeah, so it's fucking and ridiculous. This dude deserves the $1.99. Yep. And yeah. Hopefully, There's if anything... Memory. Maybe he'll get enough money to hire a second person to help him out with shit. So <laughs> true. If he keeps this stuff out, he can keep going yeah. by himself. Uh, but yeah, so, that's uh, number five. Nice, Christian. You're number five. Number five. Okay, we we're halfway in, or what? Two hours and yeah, but we're gonna start doubling up. We're only we're, yeah, yeah, we're only an hour into this part because it took yeah, us over an hour to do our awards so. to do the testies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah to um, do the testies. <laughs> uh, but we so had to feel five. them out, man. First time doing them, first annual. Hey, gotta gotta make sure there's no massage. Gotta yeah. massage it. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. So number five is Ollie Ollie World. Oh, um, that low. Yep. Yeah, no, it's not low. It's not. I'm just saying, all from my, what I expect from you, I would expect. It's yeah. perfect, perfectly mid. It is not, <laughs> so ridiculous. Um, no, number five is is all the world. Um, you know, uh, not too much to say. You, know, I don't. We don't need to go in too deep. I, Press and I have talked this game yes. up so 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 much. We talked the studio up. Um, we tried to get Alex to play this this game. Um, he doesn't care about skating games. Just, just so he could see his scores way below ours. Um, or at least we but, mine. <laughs> I love how you say that as a goad to get me to go play it. Yes. No. I know that you have no desire. <laughs> you would you you would mash through that score screen faster than you. That way care. you would never yeah. be able to know where you landed. Yeah. So then you go, there's no way to know. There's it drive, no way it to drive know. me nuts. It would yeah. drive me nuts. So it starts yeah. screenshots. Um, but no, even with that joke, like there has never been a game that uh, that that skill ceiling is so high while also allowing just the most casual of casual players to see everything there is to see in this game. You can go through and as play as non-committal or as committal as you would like, and you will get nothing more or less out of any of that experience. It's truly just for your own enjoyment about how you, how far you feel like you want to take it. Yeah. Um, but the set pieces and God, that soundtrack. Don't even <sighs> get me started. The Apple music playlist that press yep. that I have going still for have it on there. I still use it. Absolutely banger. Like I still have to add some of the new DLC tracks to it. I need to get to that at some point, but Fucking phenomenal. Um, it is uh man, that game's good. It's funky. It's a good game. Yeah. All right, nice. My number five uh, is our second out of three Devolver Digital games, and this one is Return to Monkey Island. Oh, there you go. Yeah. 
It was so well done. Such a tightly made game. There was no issues, no glitches, no problem. It's a point and click, which means your dialogue has to be on point. And the dialogue was so fun and engaging in that. And with the point and click, the puzzles were actually challenging and made you think about what you were doing. Um, but even with all that, like it was a decent bit of content. It was like a 12 hour game, 10 hour game or something worth it the whole time. Um, and it's a great little story that culminates in like a story about family and like uh it's not necessarily a dad son thing but like it is like family a husband yeah. wife and sure. his son right yeah. and their son and it's it, it culminates in this really great story it was also a labor of love i mean this is a game that came out 30 years ago that most of the time when you look at a game that's like oh we're reviving after 30 years it's a money grab this is not. This yeah. is, I mean, literally, like, being published with Devolver, it was the original team that worked at LucasArts way back in the day, awesome. and they're like, we have one more story to tell, and it was fantastic. I so. played the original on floppy disk at one point. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I did, too, actually. I don't think yeah. I ever beat it back in the day. No, I didn't either. But I was, it was not on about that, yeah. That uh, Day of the Tentacle or whatever yeah. and Oregon Trail were some of the games Full available throttle. in yeah. my elementary school. Yeah. Yep. So, all right, Preston, number four. Number four. You guys have guessed it. Turtles Shredder's Revenge. I'm not going to lie, yeah. dude. When So Alex and I, we had talked to some of the lists and stuff, and this was one of the ones that we guessed. But that being said, I I know we were joking about the, wow, that's low, blah, blah, blah. I for sure, I thought this was an absolute this, slam dunk for number one. No, we thought it, it was getting close. We but, said one mm, or two, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of other games out there. But yeah, Shredder's Revenge, you guys, like, it's... I've talked about this a long time ago, so I'll give it a little bit more time, but it is so much polish on those old school, like classics to where they made a new one and not to mention how much fun I had with multiple groups of friends. I played with you guys. I played with a group on our discord and we played at multiple playthroughs because of course to get Casey Jones, you got to play all the way through. So I want to get Casey Jones. because That's what I like. Hence the mask. But yes, I just fucking that game is so phenomenal. That game does everything so right. And the soundtrack is great. What we got the RZA and someone else uh, to do one of the songs, which is a banger sound soundtrack. And it's just everything about that game just felt fucking great. Um, yeah, it's just I can't say much more about this. This is a game I played with my sister. And I don't play many games with my sister, but we got to sit down one night and play that game. So like it's I'm a Turtles fan. Obviously, there's two games in my top 10 that are Turtles games. I was very blessed this year. Put it that way. Uh, but yeah. Turtles. It was a great little beat em up. I mean, all those turtle games, most of them are very good beat em ups. This one was just like brand new, pristine. If you told me five, ten years ago that there'd be a brand new one that's fucking fantastic, I'd be like, it'll probably be fine. It'll probably be all right. Yeah. This one is just, they fucking knocked this one out of the park. And I fucking and love that game. It was day one Game Pass. So another win for Game Pass for the year. Good for them. They got on Game Pass and also put it on PlayStation. Yeah. So my sister might yeah. play with me. Yeah. Christian number four. Number four, um, number four for me this year was Signalis. Oh, there you go. Nice. So this was the game that I had talked to you guys about. Mm -hmm. um, Will it be I, weird if you have Signalis and Resident Evil DLC both on this list? I do not have the Resident okay, Evil good. DLC on this list. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I do okay. not. No. All right, good. Um, no, Signalis <laughs> is is on here um, as as the survival horror representation, uh, and it absolutely deserves it because not only is it you know one of the my favorite games of this year, I think it is easily 
easily one of the best survival horror games nice. that has ever been made. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Um, it is incredible how well this game is done. Now, you know, it's it it we we talked about this before where it does have a lot of it is like an homage to a lot of stuff. Um so it you know, it takes its its hints from early Silent Hill, Resident Evil 1, like old school Resident Evil, like all sorts of, you know, different different sort of whole things and when you do an homage, it, you have to you have to be really careful because there's sometimes what like you have to come correct and you have to come with enough of your own original ideas that, you know, nobody just feels like, Oh, you're just stealing from all these different things. And it's very uninspired. There's nothing else going on here. Um, and Signalis not only threads that needle, but just completely shatters the ceiling on, on the stuff that it brings to the table that's unique to its own. Um, I, cannot sing enough praise for this game. If you are in general, if you like survival horror games, if you um, are into any of that sort of old school style of game, uh, Signalis is an absolute must play. Like buy it. No questions asked. Just play it. Um, I had a, you know, one of the things that I wanted to just call out again, I think I talked about this when I, when I had finished the game, but one of the coolest things is that the ending is the, the ending that you get, there's three endings, and um, they are all tied to your mental state um, based on how you played. So if you were just constantly getting hit and healing all the time and not paying attention and just running around and screaming, blah, 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 you obviously are in a panicked mental state the entire time. You're just fucking freaking out, and it's all not good. And, of course, the your ending reflects that. Um in the same way for all the other ones. But I just thought it was a super unique, like it's just really shows sort of the, and you have no idea that this happens by the way. Like, you know, you can go through and do a hundred percent map scrape and completion of the game, assuming like, okay, this is it. I'm going to get the best ending. And then the game gives you the ending of, you know, however it was that you were playing. It's like, but I did all these, nope, doesn't matter. You're that it's about your character. Like the, you know, the way they do the story. And, um, I had no idea about that going into it. So when I I did a 100% map scrape and all this other stuff, and when I finished the game, um, I got the uh, sort of the, what the game calls like the the level-headed ending. So I wasn't panicked, but I wasn't so much like, you know, uh, also not scared. Like I was just sort of, you know, I got hit sometimes and I had to do a bunch of healing and there was a couple times I avoided and dodged some enemies because I didn't want to have to deal with it. But for the most part, I, you know, timed my shots, did the thing I needed to do, that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, I just absolutely incredible. I no, especially, if, oh God, and the art that I can talk about just really quick, the art design in this game. There's a point in the trailer, so it's not a spoiler, but it's, you know, you're getting these quick flashes and it's this... Um, uh, part of it is you'll, you'll see like sort of, uh, Japanese, like kanji will show up on the screen, but then also there's like German words that will show up on the screen. It's like very weird. And you're like, and it's all flashing and all this other stuff. And you're like, I don't really know what's happening. And then the whole screen sort of like fades to red and you're like, this, and it's like this like bright, bright red. And you're like, that's okay. What's, uh, I don't know what's happening in the tail end of the trailer. Um, like it fades in signalis and then it fades out again. 
and then the main characters there and they're like sitting there and they're like you know yelling up at the 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 sky or whatever and they're trying to rip off this door and then one of their like arms comes off and the, like they like rip off this arm and do this and like a bunch of cybernetic stuff shoots it's like crazy um but there's this backdrop in the actual game of when that moment happens and you're in this sort of alt i i don't really know how to explain it but without getting way too far into what we don't need to be in right now um, for a personal top 10 talk, but you're essentially in like a, a, a different sort of area that you were not expecting as far as part of the natural world. And there is all of these sort of like stone, uh, or like metal sort of, um, things like shooting all in the background of this just red sea. So it's just like there there's like red ocean behind you with all these different sort of pillars and different designs like shooting out of the ground and that's in the background of you like having to do something to like rip your arm off and and do these things. And just the way they sort of set up that shot sort of just speaks to how much love and care they took into every single aspect of this game to set up something just like that to happen it, it, it's awesome it's such a good game i had a feeling that was going to be on your list somewhere yeah so that's higher than i thought though um all right my number four is the final devolver game and it is going to be cult of the lamb and i don't know like if you a hard were to cut s- for me no if oh you cut it huh yeah it, did, it didn't make the top 10 man if 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 to sell game. it, yeah, I mean, like if somebody told you, hey, you have a roguelike where you grab your happy tree friends to build a town where you are the high priest performing crazy rituals. <laughs> sometimes you have to sacrifice them. Sometimes you don't. Sometimes you have a blood feast like it is completely insane in the goofiest cutest way possible with all these little like animals and when you're running around in the little dungeons you can get new followers and you save them from bad stuff happening by defeating bosses and they're like oh my gosh you saved me from these people that were going to eat me or eat my soul like can I follow you around now and you're like yep one of the flock baby head to the back like (laughs) it was just it was so funny so clever so good so cute and enjoyable the artwork was great um yeah yeah, solid top four. And I love me. the Twitch so. integration for that too. As far as like, if you have a good Twitch following, like you can just yeah. get people to like volunteer, and then you do a raffle, and they can jump in, and you choose your character. You don't get to play as that character, but um, then the you happy are tree not friend, in the game. The happy tree friends comparison to strong so yeah. on the, it's like, on the it's point. So yeah, there, sure. like yeah. it's anybody who grew up in the era of happy tree friends, like knows exactly what you mean. Yeah, knows exactly what you're talking <laughs> about, and it's one of those things like. If you try to show that to someone, like if I like if I try to show that to my sister or my brother now, they'd be like, "What the fuck? Is I this? don't get this. Yeah, like this isn't funny. This isn't." And you're like, "No, but you just you weren't there. You piece of <laughs> shit. You don't know. Like, yeah, but like there is just something about little cutesy animals just going absolutely ballistic <laughs> yeah. that will never. It just will always hit correct. Hey, hey, good chuckle yep. in high school. Yeah. So, all right, Preston. We're in the top three. Top baby. three. No more trace. No, he's, this next two, we've talked about at length, so I won't go too hard into him. Uh, number three. Ollie Ollie World. 
Uh, this is my first Ali Ali game, uh, so I was just entranced by it. Obviously, the soundtrack just blew me the fuck away. Uh, I finished it recently. Uh, it's great. I really want that Denny Trejo mask, but that level was so fucking hard for me. Uh, I everyone's beat my scores. That's on my friends list, so it doesn't matter to me about that. I look at it, I'm like, could I have? I'm like, nope. Now I'm gonna try this next time. I'm not gonna do it over again. I finished this. We're good to go. But the way those maps, those levels are intricately woven, like the, the as many maps and levels as you think they have, like you're like, how do you do this level in this game? So many different ways and so many different times. And they add on to it the different like, I don't know what you call it. Like it's did with like a little bit plan too, to where it's 2D, but you go back and forth between dimensions. There's a parallax. I think it's called parallaxing. Uh, to where you jump back and forth between the different like levels as far as you go back into in the background or you go in the foreground. And it's just the way they do that with skateboarding. And, you know, Alex, I'm not a huge skateboarding fan, uh, but I love me some Tony Hawk Pro Skater. Uh, but this is a different level because it's 2D version, like as far as going left to right or sometimes right to left. But you're getting to a certain checkpoint. Um, but, yeah, it's we've talked about Ollie World at length, but Ollie World, number three in my top three. Nice. Chris, what uh-huh. you got? I, I'm glad to see that game so high up on your list because I still I just, remember the night that that trailer came out. I scrambled like, for my phone <laughs> to send this to you going like, not only am I excited for this game, I was like, but I, I think I said even on our group chat, I was like, I don't know that I've ever seen a game more yeah. say like this is a Preston more ass video game. And you get in there and the way those characters talk to each other, like just yeah. the, the language that they use, like it's just very like... I don't know what you would call it, like surfer bro kind of shit. Like it just, it, yeah. I just love it. And they, they know it. They know it's campy. They know it's weird. So they don't like take it too seriously at all. Um, no, no, yeah, not even the slightest. Like no. Narvana and shit like that. Like it's just so fucking Yeah, great. like dude, the whole point of the game is you trying to ascend to Narvana. Like that's just, it's just fucking such silly dumb shit. Like I just fucking love it. And it's, it's just, awesome. it's, it's great yeah. artwork too. So it's just, yep. God, the art style is incredible. That's why it made it my number three. It just, it just hit me so right and it's just had yeah. all the proper Preston vibes. So, yeah, I get it. I get it. My Christian. Um, number three. All right. So number three for me. So this is a game that up until literally this week I had not played. Um, I've played okay. enough of it now that I'm very close to the end. So I know that I, I Alex, you know what I'm talking. I was just talking about this today. Um, I, uh, cannot believe, um, that it took me, uh, this long to get to this game and it is a, a, a crime um, but uh, I um, am picking Tactics Ogre Reborn oh there you go a game that's what from 1996 it is debuted on the Super Nintendo in 1993 you talking to AOL about this yeah um and so it is it is this is a full on remake so they they have completely remade this game um so it they left they left yeah, they, le- they left the art style intact so uh it's still it you know they cleaned up the sprites and they cleaned up a lot of the stuff to make it look very crisp and and pop but to be honest um the the beautiful thing about all of that sprite artwork back in the Super Nintendo days and um even anything basically leading up to the to the Dreamcast and PS1 and all other stuff, um, or basically leading up to 3D games in general. Um, but uh, those games still hold up today. Like you can go look at Super Mario, Super Mario World, and guess what? That game still holds up. I can still play looks it on great. my TV right like, now. Looks great. Yeah. Yeah. So 
Um, it is. It does benefit from that, but everything else has released it has has gotten a a a fresh coat, if you will. Nice. So, um, and uh, you know, in the next in the next list, we'll talk about you know my certain delve into tactics games and what's that what that's been like this year for me. Um, but this game immediately shot past so when i was when i was recommended this game uh, shout out again to one uh, aol account yes um so you guys talk about that a lot that fills up <laughs> our other chat i know yeah um, <laughs> 66 messages but, all about taxes six over okay yeah <laughs> uh but he he actually was very nice enough that when i got the steam deck this was the game that he gifted to me uh one of the games that he got also he also gifted me uh vampire survivors um but uh this is the game because he knew that uh, he and I had just been talking about it over and over and he had been selling it to me um, because I played Final Fantasy Tactics first. I was like, you know, I'm I had finished this other game and it, it really got me into the tactics genre and I really wanted to explore more. And he was like, well, you, you got to play Final Fantasy Tactics like you absolutely have to play it. Um, so I played it. I loved it. It was very good. I talked about it on the show. I won't go too into it. But then. Um, next, he was like, you know, he really wanted me to play Tactics Ogre, like, right after it, essentially. But in the, while I was playing Final Fantasy Tactics, this remake got announced, and he was like, wait for the remake. Just wait. Like, play it. When the remake comes out, it'll, you'll, it'll be better. you know, yeah. it'll, be, it'll be better. Um, so I, I you know, did just that, waited for the remake, and I haven't finished it just yet, but I am, like, on the cusp of finishing it, and I um, have all the all confidence in the world that it is not going to to drop the ball um but uh it is incredible how much i like this game even more than final fantasy tactics and i think that that in certain tactics circles apparently that might be blasphemy and that's okay i'm not i'm not too worried about that but um i like this orders i liked this more than final fantasy tactics i think i even messaged um a friend about it maybe just after finishing the first chapter, I think I said, like, I already like this more than Final Fantasy Tactics by a large, large margin. Nice. Like, it is so fun. And and one of the things I was telling Alex was they added that that makes this remake super accessible, I think, to people who who might be new to this genre that are trying to get into it, is throughout the battle, now they've added these random power-ups that sort of drop on the on the map where they will up either your physical strength, your magic strength, they'll refill your health, they'll refill your MP, they might give you extra critical bonus, um, they might act, uh, act, activate an extra like effect on a skill, um, and you now it, it adds an, an extra level of strategy, in my opinion, because the enemy can also pick up those b- boosts and use them against you, um, if if you let them, however, if you station, if you move your units in such a way that you get to those spots beforehand, um, you then end up using some of these power ups to just annihilate the enemies that are in front of you, and it feels so good in a game <laughs> in a in a genre, I should say, where you're usually winning by the skin of your teeth, like depending on what happens towards the end. Usually, you're so leveled up and powered that you usually can feel like you just sort of have broken the game's systems over you and you're just like, I am freed from these shackles that you tried to put me in. Um, but in this one, like, it allows you to get that feeling a lot quicker and so you're in this moment where now instead of doing like, you know, like let's say if I was doing everybody's 
you know, doing like 100 damage per swing. Now I have a character who's wanting around doing 200. And then they picked up a critical bonus card. Well, now all of a sudden I'm doing 350 if I get the right swing. Like, and you're watching people's health just go. You're Sometimes you can even get the chance to one-shot people. Like, you're just walking up being like, see ya, bomp, and you just move on. And it's this just because of the way that genre works and how it's usually supposed to be like a, you know, a, a a game of chess, you end up, it'd be like if all of a sudden, you know, one of your pieces in chess couldn't get taken out by other pieces for a little while and you could just go around and smack as many as you wanted within a single turn. Like, it, it's crazy how fun that ends up being. And it, they, those effects only last for that battle. So then at the next one, you're right back where you started and you still have to plan and do the things that you normally would do. So... It doesn't lose any of the, the tactic stuff, but if I and I want to get this part right, so I'm trying to, I'm trying to find it. Bear with me one second. Mm-hmm. If we have to cut this, I apologize. We'll find out. But I know if I remember correctly. So there was a real life war slash like genocide thing that happened that the writer of this game actually based it on Um, and I'm not finding it super quick and so I don't want to get it wrong so instead I am just going to I'll look it up while you know other things are happening and I'll, I'll, I'll mention it if I find it um, but it is a really neat thing because there are some things that happen in the game, especially some of the stories and consequences and choices that you have to make um, throughout the thing because there's different story paths that you can follow based on your decisions. Um, and there were some things that I messaged our, our, like our friend about that I just was sort of like, yo, what the fuck? Like, I can't, this is this and that and that. And he was like, oh, yeah, yeah. And oh, by the way, that's like a real world thing that happened. Like, that's based something in Europe that like that happened and blah, blah, blah. It was wild. So... Cannot recommend this game enough. If if you've ever thought about maybe dipping your toe inside of this genre and you wanted to see what it was like, this game absolutely is a great, great starting point. Nice. Yeah. Tactics. It's, I've played, I think, now three tactics games this year, and I will say it's definitely about finding one that you click with. Yeah. Because I tried a couple, I tried Saga Ban- uh, Banner Saga and some other things that just didn't click until I found one that really hit with me. Oh. And really quick, I just want to say I I happen to just find it. It seems like so. This what I was thinking. It is based off the um, the Bosnian War in the nineties. Damn. Okay. Shit. Oh, the reason why Bosnia is now Bosnia Herzegovina. Correct. Yeah. Damn. All right. Yep. And a lot of the ethnic cleansing that happens around mm-hmm. that in, that happened in real life. Is there's events in this game that is based like the Armenian genocide and yeah. other stuff? Yeah, exactly. Sure. Yep, it is. It's wild. Like and and it makes it it makes a lot of the decisions that happen in this game all the more crazy because you're it's with that context. It's wild. I it, yeah. This game is absolutely incredible. Hmm. Okay, nice. Um, my number three. We're not going to talk about it for long because we already have number three for me is Citizen Sleeper. Damn. Dope game. We have not already talked about this game. Well, not today, but... Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. Oh, In wait, general, have yes. we not? I thought... No, oh, top 10. you're right. Preston did because he said it was a game he did not to play. play. Okay. Yes. Gotcha. You're right. So, Citizen Sleeper for me, number three. Um, I first. So, the things that Preston said he had FOMO about, the artwork is incredible. 
the music it's so calming but it is this like amazing space music that put it mm-hmm. it, it is so fit for the project teach these um, devils but the story and the dialogue is incredibly well written the thing that's great about it is that it lets you experience exactly what you want to experience meaning they have bunches of endings and they have bunches of story and you get to do as much as you want to do that makes you feel good, right? Like, if you get an ending that you're happy with, you can stop playing. If you want to keep going to see other stuff, you can you can keep playing. But for such a simple game, the way it continues to not just build on itself, because it just keeps opening areas and opening areas on this space station, but the world building it does in such a short amount of time and the stakes you get because there are like real decisions that you have to make in this game that affect other stuff like it's just it's so good and it was on game pass which another win like it's going to be one of those games that i know it's gotten a lot of praise critically it was only in the game awards under like you know whatever that one stupid it got snubbed there and it got snubbed there. So unfortunately, it's going to be one of those games that largely goes unmissed in mass. It still, it, it still is too. Like, what, yeah. what's, what's what's crazy about it is, and I'll you know I'll get there as well. But I had some moments that I specifically wanted to bring up to try to like sell people on on playing this game that hit me particularly well. Um, and I had to go and look at some lone hero who did a full let's play to like his, I, I might even shout his channel out depending on, I don't, well, I don't know. Cause I don't know this person, but um, I don't want to like vouch for somebody. I don't know, I guess, but um, it is not like I had to basically scrub through like 40 hours of let's play shit. Cause so much of it, there's parts where he's just sitting there talking and not doing anything and all this. Cause the game is not that long. It's like maybe six hours, eight hours um, to see everything. Uh, but um, I had to scrub through all of it because that was literally some of the only places I could find where somebody was describing the dialogue of things that happened so that I could explain like what was going on. And it, it, he and like maybe two other channels had done something like that. And otherwise, like there is literally zero of anything going on about this game. I don't think I ever saw it on Twitch. I don't think I ever saw it getting mentioned I don't know that I got saw it mentioned it's, on like any publications. Like it's crazy how under the radar this game. It, got. it is. It is going to go missed and masked by most people, and it sucks because it deserves so much more. And there's there's so many there's so many heartwarming moments in some of these stories, especially with two of the characters you meet. That's like a father and, and daughter that are essentially he's like slave labor and trying to build a better life for his daughter and get her off this planet. His kids. Well, the thing ends up being like his kid's sister, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but like. There's so many heartwarming moments. There's also just like funny moments. There's a bounty hunter that's after you. Yeah. And he's like, hey, I know you're here. I'm not going to turn you in as long as you like give me some money and buy me a drink every so many. Let days. me get hammered basically and pay yeah. my tab. And like you, you, if you don't do it soon enough, I learned this very quickly. If you don't do it quick enough, the countdown, your first interaction is him catching you in the hallway by your place. He's like, hey. And you essentially walk up to him. You're like, dude, I don't have time for this shit right now. And the game's just like, pop. And you just get punched in the face. By, yeah. Like, you get pistol whipped in the face and you're on the ground. The screen kind of shakes for a second. Yeah, and he's like, nice try, idiot. We're going to yeah. do this one more time and I'll kill you. If you yeah. yeah. 
It's 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 very well done. So that is my number three. Uh, Sentence of Sleeper, so good. It's it is gonna be one of those things. I'm feeling I'm gonna double dip on and and have with me just when I'm on Steam Deck. Just to have. I already have. It's on my yeah. back order. And I plan on doing a full like a replay on on Steam Deck. Yep. Press number two. Number two. We're not gonna talk long about this one because we talked about this multiple times. Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak. I had so much fun with this game. Like Christian said, this is the one I've played to completion as far as going through the DLC as well. Um, not to mention how much fun and how much time I spent with these boys playing this. This is yeah, why this I pushed is your it. first time in Master Rank, dude. Like, yeah. you went there. And yeah. it's just how much fun we had with it. And just, again, it was such fun with us getting together so many times and playing that game. Like, yep. we haven't played again a, a game together outside of, like, Halo multiplayer sometimes in a long time. But as far as, like, playing a game to where actually, like, progressing with each other, kind of just holding off sometimes, like, uh, well, they'll go. Do, these guys will do some side story stuff, but we're not playing the campaign until Preston or Alex or Christian is available. Yeah. Um, so that was that's what kind of brought me to, like, bring it up there to that top three was... It's just I had so much fun with it this year, and it just meant so much to us also as well that I feel like it needed to be my number two. And there was so you, many hype. There was so many hype moments too. Like I oh still yeah. remember there was like while while Alex was really heavy into his move and stuff. There was times where you and I were cleaning up side stuff like while waiting for him so that we can progress the thing. And like you and I created that whole lore around light bowgun users no. and what that meant if you were in a quest and like anytime you got them in you know you're gonna win you and I we know we're winning this is it yeah, we, we got bowgun we got two bowgun users okay we're yeah. done we're in we yeah got this, this one. Is, you can end this one quick like yeah. it was crazy and, it wasn't and false. <laughs> yeah I oh god just yeah. so much of that game especially with, I mean we need to go back there's still we still have other mass rank stuff that we have I'm sure they've, add, they've added plenty of monsters yeah, after we left yeah 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 so definitely number yep. two. For the win. You know, Preston, you could you could also get that feeling weekly if you uh, caught up in fourteen. Yeah, but I don't have to pay monthly for Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak. True, good point. <laughs> but you do pay monthly for Nintendo. But I have to, Ooh, also but do I have to pay point. monthly to play that online with you guys? Huh? No. Okay. But I'm saying so yeah, you exactly. do pay monthly for Nintendo, so you could just cancel your Nintendo membership. But that's cheaper. No, you know what? I think you do have to pay for you to 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 play Monster Hunter Online. You do have to pay for do the I? base five dollar a month Nintendo online you, membership, and then thing. catch up for the next three, four or five months. Three dollar yeah. a month. Yeah, three dollar a month. But you pay for the super premium Nintendo fanboy package. I do. Yeah. I go sixty four games. Yeah, yeah. And think about it. Look at look at all the stuff they're giving you in return. No new Star Fox. <laughs> You know, probably Metroid Four in eight years. Not yet. Like, next look year, at all this great stuff. Twenty twenty three is a new year. Good point. You, <laughs> and on that, you win, sir. Yeah. So, Christian, number two. So my number two is uh, Triangle Strategy. Nice. So okay, hold on. I'm 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 gonna let you finish. Oh Jesus! I'm gonna let you finish. You have one more game after this. Yeah. And there are two games in my head right now that I have number one and two that you have not mentioned. So Yeah, all you've already mentioned it, my number one. So the <laughs> other two games that I have aren't even on your list. 
I am gonna lose my fucking mind on you. I I knew. First of all, it's Dude, a personal top ten. So this I is, don't know. This this is a contrarian's list of top oh, ten games from the yeah. guy. That's fine. Who put Midnight Suns on his list and and, and, and qualifies it by saying, <laughs> it's just the only thing that didn't suck less enough to get on my list, so I guess it's okay. No, I that was n- that was an oversight. I thought I had God of War and it disappeared. Sure, so but my point was still either way. Or, okay, great. A game that you, you said on this very show was a solid 6.5. I do not want to hear this from you. No, no First fine. of all, I have been very clear throughout this entire award show that I had, it was very tough cuts had to be made, and that I wish I could have done like a top 15, because a lot of these games are very, 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 very close, all jokes aside and everything like that, and they could change out all the time, but this is, it is what it is. So, uh, triangle strategy. Yes. Uh... Another absolute banger tactics RPG from the uh, folks over at Square. Uh, I think it is the same team that did Octopath. I think so. Yeah, um, I believe you're right. Yeah, yeah. I believe that is that is correct. And uh, honestly, Alex, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it might be the Bravely De- Default Two folks too, or Bravely Default people. Bravely as well. Default, Default Octopath people? games. Yeah. Yep. I, I I'll, think I'll, I'll double check case. while we're talking, but I believe you're right. So, um, obviously, these people know their way around JRPGs. That's you know, but this is the first time that they've ever done a tactics style game, that, to my knowledge. Um, it was also the first tactics game that I played post uh, Valkyria Chronicles. So last okay. year I played Valkyria Chronicles, and it sort of dipped my toe into tactics games in general. Um, Valkyria Chronicles, it, to be fair, is very different than most tactics games, but it is still a tactics game in my opinion. Um, but uh, the um, the RPG ness of this game really threw it over the edge for me. But also, the story in this game is just absolutely incredible, especially the way you make the decisions. So I've I've talked about this before, so I'll just give a brief overview, and then and then we'll be able to move on. But um, I truly think that's one of the things that makes this game really special. Is your you start this game as you know, a when you're building your party out, your your party is assembled very quickly, and you all make the decision very quickly that, um, hey, every decision that goes forward, I don't want to be the kind of person that leads this group with an iron fist or makes a decision or whatever. I'm very new to leading due to events that happened in the story, and. I, I would rather, you guys are like my closest friends, some of you are my closest advisors, all this other stuff. I gotta get everybody's opinion, and we're going to vote, and then whatever happens at the end of this, the way we vote, that's it. Like, that's what we're doing. Even if it's not my decision, like, even if it goes the opposite way of the way I want, even if it goes the opposite way of somebody else wants, we're gonna abide by essentially the scales. Like, that's what they use, right? Um, and you as the player have to do a job, like when you decide that there is a way that you want to go on at a certain decision, you have to go like through the dialogue and, and through, and some of this you can get by, 
you know, talking to characters and getting extra background, talking to people in town, getting extra background and, and extra lore things to get extra dialogue options. But essentially, every single time you are at a decision point, you have to convince enough people to your side to to take that course of action. And you can sometimes even fuck it up to the point where you try to make an argument and you lose people. Like, there will be people who will hear your argument and be like, actually... That was so bad that I have now decided that the other people are right, and this is an insane path you were about to lead us down. Like, is it's so incredible the way they do it, and it really does feel like there's times where you're like reasoning with people, and you're like, no, this is I think this because of this, and this is why, and and so if you have done some of the extra dialogue stuff, you'll be able to pull on that and be like, I was talking to the townsfolk, I was talking to this thing and it informed this and blah, 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 blah. And there were people who be like, you know what? I actually get that. I'm on your side now. I, I wasn't seeing it from that side before, that kind of stuff. Like, And it will lead towards the end of the game in which you know uh, the, the story unfolds as it does. But um, it really made it so that by the end, when I got the ending that I got, I was so happy with the way the game ended it was incredible like i had it's just an absolutely absolutely great rpg and the battle system is so fun in the way they do so a lot of the times for um in older tactics games just for those who don't know like those classes you basically are just recruiting jobs right like the characters names there's some special characters that you can recruit but for the most part a lot of those characters are totally meaningless they're not going to have any bearing on the story they won't show up in cutscenes they don't they're just there to do the thing right in this every single character that you recruit is a storied character like it they have dialogue options they show up in cutscenes they show up in the menu they will do this they will do that like they are full-on party members that have a full story and a, everything that you will find out towards the end. Like, it, they they really did the work on this to me. It, straight up is not only, not only is it number two, but it is one of the best RPGs that I've ever played. It is so, so, so good. Yeah, and it is the same team that did Octopath Bravely Default as well, so. Great, awesome. Yeah. Uh, producer is Tamayo Asano or something that was on there. Okay. So. Um, cool, my number two... And I am deeply aggrieved now that it is not on your list at all. Is uh, Plague Tale Requiem? Oh shit! Yeah, Wait, no, 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 no. I don't want to hear. Preston, you can talk, but Christian, I don't want to hear. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to hear. I know it was it was hard. So it uh, the reason is number two because for a while I thought it was like my best game, my number one game of the year. Story wise, I think it may have been. There's some other reasons why I don't think it was number one overall, but like it was such a nice build on the first game. I mean, it, I don't want to say return to form because it never got away from it, but it was exactly what you loved about the first game while building on it with new characters, new weapons, a few new mechanics. It enhanced the bad guy AI to make things more challenging and uh, See, and more tense, if you will. I think I think I would disagree. Not in the like, but I would go far. Like, I was a little colder on the first game than most people. Yeah. I think this game is orders of magnitude better than that first. It is insane how good this game is. Yeah, and it the set pieces are great. The yep. locations are great. You're right. I, I think we said it a few episodes ago, but there's a part where you uh, go tomb raiding, if you will, and you make it to this just, like, underground 
construct and temple and just like the size and scope that opens up when you're down there you're like oh my gosh like this is Uh it it is incredible um so it was fantastic i i loved it i love absolute gut punch of an ending yeah i say i love the actors in this game both amicia and hugo are fantastic Mm -hmm. um and then the ending is a total gut punch um both but, endings, to be but, honest, because I, I forgot about the the I, I remember you and I had told you about the other way that it can end because you and yeah. I did the same one. But yeah, yeah, it is a gut punch. But honestly, it's also one of those things where you like end it and you see the little post credit scene or I guess right before post credit. But there's like a, a little two minute ending afterwards that it gives you it makes you feel at peace. Right. And you're like, I don't think there's any other way this could have ended. Yeah. Um, if they do leave you with a little stinger. That's to be questioned. We'll see what they do in the future. I'm kind of the same way. Like these first two games are so good. It, it's one of those things where you don't want it to overstate its welcome. But the story was mwah, chef's kiss. It will also be a double dip eventually. Um, it'll be a catch it on sale because it's still 60. But it is worth it is worth what it gets. And I thought it was snubbed in quite a few categories at the Game Awards. Um, so anyway, like tell Requiem, my number two. Preston! Your number one. Brandon Kirby, The Forgotten Lands. Ladies and gentlemen, no surprise to everyone here at the table. It's a little bit of a surprise to people. Uh, I mean, like, is it, like, what, is you it, guys, really? Is it, though? Like, is, it when, is and when, it isn't, because we, I told... When we told, were talking, I guessed Kirby would be one, and you, or one or two, and... I figured, I, I figured Shredder's Revenge was going to be up there. Oh, to be fair, like, yeah, that's, that's surprising. It was down lower than it was, but yeah. Um, yeah. But no, yeah, Kirby and the Forgotten Lands. It's, you guys, it's such a good Kirby game, and it's the, one of the best, the best game to me that came out last year. Um, but they did a great job putting Kirby into that 3D world. Uh, the mouthful mode was a very fun kind of little additive. They usually do some weird shtick. With the murder Kirby. simulator mode. Uh, yeah, well, you know, the foxes are also assholes who are going to try and kill you. Because you're That's trying to level. eat them. You, you, you attack <laughs> yes. them first. Before I try to eat them, they are also coming at me like I'm going to fight them. So In the trailer, know. it shows them just living a normal well, life. That fox, he had a suit on. He had his little hat. He had a briefcase. His family was in the car. And the war was started by Kirby. I don't think there's a briefcase or a hat or anything like that involved in that trailer. He totally looked like a little businessman. Do, do you? Fox. Do you appear? I, I don't I remember let me ask that. You, do you at the beginning of the game? Do you appear on their planet or in their dimension, or do they appear in yours? Uh, you come to yeah, the exactly. Yeah, it was, it was an invasion. They're very aggressive. Yeah, yeah, because an alien but just invaded of, their planet. All of yeah. Kirby's enemies are very cute, but you just swallow them up, spit them out as stars. So and this he, is now. And to be fair, and this is part of it, is that we talked about when you were talking about this game the first time. I think the thing that people aren't really ready to admit to themselves, especially Kirby fans, is that Kirby is the villain in this story. I mean, Kirby is just the badass, and uh, he helps out a lion who uh, has some issues. Uh, what happens after the post credits? But yeah, I haven't gotten to that point yet. Um, but uh, yeah, no, it's a it's a great game. The, the one main thing I want to kind of put towards this as far as like the only thing I dislike about it is that most Kirby games let you absorb a, per, a person, if you will, or a, a character on the screen and you get their abilities like a sword, eyes, whatever. Um, and then you can their also eyes. You just steal their <laughs> eyes <laughs> right on their head. You, you, you just you steal their soul the, while you're at it. 
<laughs> you can. Well, I mean, you do steal our soul at a certain point. Yeah, it's technically. Uh, and you can pop him out and uh, make a copy, uh, which is your second player. Uh, unfortunately, this game only lets you play as Waddle D. Um, so that's the only kind of big diss I have towards this game is that the second player does not let you just have fun with abilities with your other co-op person. Um, other than that, it's great. It's a nice, easy, fun romp for the first part, and then you get the credits, and then all of a sudden it's like, hey, we're doing the Kirby thing again. Do you really want to play Kirby? Do you really like this game? Because we have a harder, actual, pure story mode right now for you. And you jump into that. And you get that, get side stuff as far as fun stuff on top of that, which is Kirby again. And uh, it's like, like fishing, the cooking part of it, um, the... Uh, the Coliseum, which is like a boss battle kind of deal. It's just, it is a Kirby game through and through. Um, do I like Star Allies a little more? Yes. Do I like this one a lot? Of course. It's my number one for this year. My, no, my top number one. Is, my it, top is it your favorite game of the year? Um, Are you so, sucking up to Nintendo hoping they're going to keep making more games you want to play? I mean, they're giving me the uh, the remake of the Kirby, what uh, Dreamland, whatever. Uh, but yeah, next year. So I'm. Um, they are th- giving you that. They're already giving me that. But you know, maybe give me a little Star Fox Nintendo. Maybe maybe a little uh, give me a little extra. How about that. I I want to see the horror movie that's all about Eldritch horrors. You have like Cthulhu. You can even bring in Marvel's like Cthulhu, and then you can bring in the amygdala from Kirby. Bloodborne, and then you have just like this <laughs> pink ass Kirby floating around, sucking the souls out of people. You know what's funny yeah. is that like there's like yeah. an actual so there's a lot of lore in Kirby that has to deal with like there Eldritch is. horror yes. stuff, and there's a, a YouTube channel that breaks it all down. It is incredible yes. how much of that series is actually like a horror. Is it movie. is it by the same guy yeah. that uh, does the Bloodborne versus? No, the Vaulty video, no, or whatever his name. Uh-uh. It's done in that Cause, style though. Because that it's would be amazing that if that guy put like two. It really it is like it is. <laughs> it is really it's done in that style. Like it is that length and it goes in that in depth. But it's it's not the same guy. It's a different guy. It's a dude who loves Kirby. <laughs> okay. Talking about Wooly, right? Yeah, it's Wooly versus. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Keep credit with Chris. Kirby. Kirby. So yeah. I was right on that one. Yeah. I had a feeling that's what it was going to be. So all right. Hey. Love that fucking game. So, Christian. Played it through and through. What is your number one on the yeah, Christian my list? N- I know what it's not going to be, my and I just I can't. I can't. I don't, I, you, what, what can't you about it? No, no, it's okay. <laughs> we can, we'll get into it. We'll get into it later. It's fine, because we have many arguments to ensue about these games. <laughs> Um, so my number one is Citizen Sleeper, um, a game that I have talked about many, many times this year. Um, and, uh, it is, I think it is one of those games that will stick with, I mean, I've already double dipped on it. So I like, I had it on Xbox and then immediately as soon as I got my Steam Deck, I was like, yep, I'm going to buy it again and I'll play it on Steam Deck. Um, but it's my main thing with it is it will be one of those games that sticks with me for ever. Like it's one of my top, like it, it, it has made it into like my top, you know, whatever is of all time. Like, you know, pantheon uh, of great games. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that is mostly due to the writing. I do think 
that the I think the gameplay mechanics are super interesting. Um, Alex talked about it a little bit during his his part of calling it his number three. Um, but so you know it has like these D and D sort of like dice rolls in the background to sort of determine your your actions for the day and what you can do and and all that other stuff. Um, that I think is super interesting, especially in the beginning, because it helps sort of sell the oppression of that world. Like your your body's falling apart, and so when you start a day and you only have a bunch of like ones and twos and threes, or one out of six, and so you have a bunch of ones and twos, and you're just like sort of failing along, and you're like you're like, oh, I think I'm gonna try to. You know, I'll try to complete this job for somebody to say, like, you got to complete the job. And it's like, you absolutely failed. You smashed everything and cost this person a bunch of money. And they're very mad at you. And it's like, that checks out. Like, that makes sense. And then as you go on, like, if your health gets lower and your body starts to degrade more, you only get, you get less and less actions per day. Um, so it really does help sell that. On the flip side, though, I think it is very satisfying towards the very end of the game where the power curve sort of swings back into your court where you have completed a bunch of the quests and so you have the ability to have medicine all the time and keep yourself in, in tip-top shape as far as you know your health is concerned and all that other stuff and so then you're getting multiple roles and sometimes some certain skills will make it so that you guaranteed like a six or a five or you know a three or a two will get a plus two or a plus three to them you know depending and so it feels sort of satisfying to break that system sort of like over your knee essentially and just be like no i run this space station now like <laughs> you know but in the same time it's it, the, the main thing is the story writing um i the, a lot of the stories in the game are particularly incredible the one that i want to call out um is specifically so the lemon mina one that alex talked about during his um is a particularly uh, great one, um, but the one that I thought was insane was so. There's a um, uh, like a greenhouse colony, like on the far end of the space station. So they were given like basically like this little corner um, to hang out in that they just sort of like push way off to the side, um, and. Uh, their whole thing is to try to figure out, you know, how to sustainably grow food and all these other things for the rest of the space station. And you can go and help and, and sort of volunteer there and and build up relationships with the people over there. And when you do that, um, you meet one of the head doctors who you find out in secret one of her life goals is to sort of break the stranglehold that the people on the space station have against sleepers where and anybody who has cybernetic enhancements in general um, to make the medicine that sort of stops the body from rejecting all the cybernetic implants um, for free uh, and make it out of like natural, you know, like growing like vegetables and other stuff. Um, and so you can start to help her. And if you've done another side quest that sort of, has you tracking <clears throat> an AI throughout the system, like an actual, like, full-to-life, like, self-aware AI. Um, those two quests converge in that moment, 
um, and you sort of meet uh, the AI that has been governing this entire time without anybody knowing, but there's this AI that has sort of been governing the um, the entire growth space. So it's been keeping things alive and keeping the station running and doing all these things and making sure certain life support systems don't fail and just all sorts of different functions that nobody really knew about. Um, but when you're in there and like you're sort of talking to them, um, it gives you the option to stay and sort of like sort of shed off your mortal coil and you're just like, hey, look, you've got enough like robot parts, like your whole personality is digital. So like you can just exist here and you have no more problems, like nothing else. And, you know, like, and Alex, you know this about the game too, but like the entire game is literally, there's so many times where they get into huge amounts of detail about the pain that your character is in, like whatever is, might be causing it, whether it's mental, physical, whatever, like there's, it goes into great deal about all that stuff. And so there's a moment when you choose it. And if you do choose to stay, it sort of describes this like giant sigh of relief that sets in after like all these different little things that may or may not have happened to you, um, sort of leave you like, you know, whatever the pain might've been or these thoughts or all these different things. And, um, it's just, it's really well done. It's, it's super. And all, you know, that's just one of the ones that particularly stuck with me, but there's that, could be different for everybody. Like all those quest lines are good, um, and they all have really satisfying conclusions. It's um, the game as a whole. That, the game as a whole is one of the m- most well written games I've ever played, and I don't necessarily mean like I agree. It, it is yeah. a great story. It's good this and that and the other, but like just it, it's a visual novel essentially, right? As you're playing it, but yeah. like the actual dialogue and the descriptive writing is on another level compared to other games. So, like, whoever, it's, I don't... It's kind of like the... It's kind of like the opposite of what I was complaining about yeah. in Temtem. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Like, when I was complaining about that, where I'm like, the, the quality of the words mm-hmm. on the page is bad in that game, whereas it's the it's the opposite in this. Like, the quality of the... right, Like, the way they describe certain things or emotions or the way that you know, like the character feels in the moment of whatever just happened to them, like the quality of the writing. It, is it's good. written in a way where as you're reading it, you feel like you're watching it. Like the descriptive nature is that yes. good. Um, and that's really hard to do, especially by an indie team who doesn't just doesn't have the money to hire staff writers like that. And it's, inc- it's incredible. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, but that's, that's, that's my number one, man. There's, there's just, you know, like I said, I've been, I've talked about this game all year, but there's every single storyline in that game made me like totally believe in it and feel something and do all the other stuff. So it was that just, and, and there's that DLC that they've been releasing for free and that story is great as well. Um, it's not finished up. It finishes up later this month. Um, but yeah, just everything about this game has, has yeah. been phenomenal. It'll stick with me for forever. Yeah, can't wait to play it. Cause I, you guys talk about it so much and you give us so much high yeah. praise. Like I just know I'm gonna love it. So it's on there. It's downloaded right now. So it's just... I just need as, as we said, um, and if I'm repeating myself, it is what it is, but like criminally underrated. This game will go missed by yeah. other people and it is it is criminal that more people won't have the chance to experience this game because they don't know it, right? Like it's not a big build game. It's just, it's, it's on Game Pass or it's on like Steam or whatever. If you see it, you should pick it up because the game is incredible. 
for yeah. sure. All right. Well, let's get to my number one. Um, we'll get through it quick because we'll have, I'm sure we'll have more discussion on this as our definitive testing rooms top ten list. But my number one is Elden Ring, which is a is a very complete action type game. Like it is it is a good game. It is a massive game. At it is scale. a good game. It, Great game. They built on things that they've implemented in past games. I now I will say. I don't know how much more Elden Ring I would want, like next year, or the year after. I'm I'm down for a DLC because I would love to learn more about uh, some of the story threads they introduced that we didn't get to see more on. But with that being said, like I'm what I mean by what I'm about to say is I, I'm glad they're stopping when they are moving on to other projects. Give us a little bit of time, yeah, yeah, between yeah. The, now and the next Souls like so. Honestly, I hope they take as much time, like, not as much time, but I hope they take a good, like, close to how long they waited for to bring yeah. back Armored Core. Because Elden Ring, like, I've said it when it came out, I think Elden Ring is, is a very good game. I hope they never make another one for a long time. For, for, I, for a long time, because this one was so big and so massive. You put so much time into it. And honestly, like, they they've done really well, and we just have had. Yeah, so I say Bloodborne was incredible. Like, and granted, it was my first, right? So I know I'm experiencing these in quicker succession than many people out there. But like, Bloodborne was. And th- I think you. This is this is your second one. Total, second right? one this year. Second completed one. I may or may not have started Sekiro yeah. recently, thanks to Preston and the winter sale. Ayo. Interesting. <laughs> I so I will say Sekiro. I wouldn't count it as a Souls yeah. game, but. Um, but well, but but for soul, but for souls but, people out there, but don't like, ask me. With the release of the PS5, you had you know like a, one of the, a couple of the older games remastered and remade for this, and then you have Bloodborne on the PS4, and you may have played on the PS5. Yeah. So those fans out there that do the Souls like have had top tier games for a while. Now you have Elden Ring, and you have so many people popping out of the woodwork, uh, like what is Atlas Fallen and Lives, Lies of P and all these others coming out right now that are going to emulate the Souls-like formula. I agree. I think it's a good time to step away for now. But with that being said, man, Elden Ring, it cater it. And I'll talk more about this in our definitive game of the year list. But like, I do actually, in my opinion, think it was the most accessible Souls game they've ever made. It doesn't mean it's easier by any means, I do think no. it's the most accessible. I'll explain why later, but it was just the 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 feeling of wonder that game gave me. And Christian, I know it did you too. When like you stumble upon a little tower mm-hmm. and you hit the elevator, you come down. All of a sudden, you enter a zone with like the night sky above you that's completely underground, that's mm-hmm. as big as the top. And all of a sudden, it has like this Roman yeah. feel to it with minotaurs, like. It was incredible, um, and I had an intense sense of satisfaction completing that game and platinuming that game, actually. And I will, I will applaud the game for giving the player exactly what they want out of it. Exactly what I wanted was what I did. I, I beat the story. I beat all the story bosses. I got my trophies. I had fun. It was unique to me. For the person that wants to do all 136 bosses, you could if you wanted. That's not for me. I don't need to fight Estelle, who, in his original fight, was this, like, shock and awe and, like, this awesome celestial boss fight. 
once was enough. I don't need to fight him three other times. But again, that's for me, right? So I was able to get out of this game exactly what I wanted to get out of it. Those who wanted to put more time could get exactly what they wanted out of it. It's it's done thing. You get to see fun streamers on Twitch. I know one of Preston's favorites out there, Miss Mika. Like, I don't typically watch Twitch streamers playing games that I've already played and stuff, but watching her going through this game in multiple different ways of like a level one run playing with only one hand, like a level one playing with only one hand and no armor. And then this most recent, which is just finished. Yeah. Just finished Godfrey with a dance pad and a controller for two separate gameplays at the same time, two games on two screens at the same time, one with feet and Mm -hmm. one with hands. It it doesn't make any sense to me. Like, so, no, so I applaud them for creating a, a, a fantastic game that gives the player exactly what they wanted out of it. Um, it is my number one game of the year. We'll have more debate on this here soon, I know. But, but well, there, will, there won't be any debate on on it being your number one. Though. No debate on it being not being my number yeah, one. I, I, there is debate to be held for anybody that completed it this year, it not being in your top ten. I think that's criminal and contrarian. So, <laughs> uh, so here's the thing. Okay, we, uh, well, that's we just won't. Let that stand. I think that there is. N- it's not. There, it's not contrarian. First of all, I played a shit ton of games. Sure. And to tell me this isn't one of the best ten you played is insane. It would no, no, and it's here's the thing. This is not. This is not. You know, like if this was a list of games that. I don't know, like the best, the 10 best games that I played that were 150 hours long, then sure, yeah, Elden Ring is going to be on that list, but there's other qualifiers that come into a game about why it sticks So you put you. you put worst games, games on your top 10 list? No, I'm saying games that were, what? I didn't even say that. What I said was, is that, what, my point is, is that there's games that tend to stick with you more, or, or in certain uh, cases like in the case of Elden Ring, that I think are a better overall package, regardless of whatever it is that Elden Ring is offering certain people, and that is why my list. Now, do I think that it, like if I had a top fifty, if we were doing top fifteens, Elden Ring is in there. And it wouldn't be number fifteen. Like I'm not. I'm not saying like. And it would be the the bottom of that. <laughs> but what I'm just saying, it, it would absolutely be on my top fifteen. But it's it, ten. Look, dude, there were so many games that I played that I, I that I didn't want to cut. Like I didn't get to include Playtale Requiem. I loved that game. I thought it was incredible. We talked about it on here. But there's just hard cuts that. Had, but I didn't see you calling me a contrarian for not having Requiem on there. But it was just Elden Ring because you have you're all up in your fifis about it. I'm not. I my, have look, no my personal also, game of the year, like my favorite story of the year, was Plague Tale Requiem. It was number two for me. But I think the most complete game was Elden Ring. And here's it's and, and this is why I disagree. This is why I disagree. Is that and I, we talked about it then, and we, we, we can we'll, go. We'll, we'll talk about I'll, when we get to our top tens. <laughs> but yes. I just I yeah. that is that is where I disagree. Is that I think there is plenty of things that they added to that game that they did not add. And I think it also is worth noting that you, at the time of this rating, you had played Bloodborne and Elden sure. Ring. And that's okay. it. I have played Demon sure. Souls, Dark yeah. Souls 1, Dark Souls 2, Dark Souls 3, Demon Souls Remastered, Bloodborne, 
than Elden Ring. So I think there is there's also an element to be had that when I have played all those other ones and I get to the end of this one, there is certain things that have they don't hit the same for me when I've seen them repeated seven times over. And that's not a fault to them, and it's not a fault to the yeah, game either. Sure. That's okay. Sure. But that means that it's and, and it's not fault to anybody who experiences that for the first time and goes, this is so radical. Because they're correct, but I'm also correct in saying that for me, I'm going, you've done that seven times now. So you're not you're not you're not gonna get a negative points for it, but you're also not gonna get plus points. I'm just going to accept it that that's the thing that you do, and that's cool, but I don't I'm done I I, it is not surprising to me anymore. Yeah, in the moment, though, I we think should you also were more hyped than you are now. And I would love to know what's happened between now and then, because you sound more down on it than you were when we were when it was happening real time. And that's the problem sometimes with end of the year lists because years are long, and you've played a lot of things this year. And I think sometimes it's hard to go back and and see what you were feeling. But, that's, but you I were think, incredibly hype on this. And even walking me through, you really enjoyed it. <laughs> yes, but we also had many an hours in that a session of me walking you through where I was complaining through it. And so did you. Well, I get frustrated because I die. But it's... <laughs> no, we got frustrated at a lot of other things, too. I don't remember getting that frustrated <laughs> at other things. Uh, well, I'll help jog your memory when we have to talk about <laughs> All right. Yes. Okay. So, which which <laughs> will be in the top ten of of our list. I'm telling we'll you now. I, I'll tell you right now. <laughs> uh, oh, that's, that's funny, Preston, because I don't see it on your list. I watched more of this game than I played any other game. Yeah. I watched a shit ton of video games. That doesn't mean that it's going to be on here. You watched Mortuary Assistant. Are you going to argue for that to be in our top ten? No, but I'll be right back behind Alex doing uh, exactly. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. So, all right. Well, with that, this has been the testing rooms. Uh, our personal top ten, <laughs> as well as the twenty twenty two testies. So the testies. testies. So I hope yeah. everybody had fun. Give them a little taste, give them a little feel. Yeah, we just wanted to give everybody a little feel of our, our brand new award show, <laughs> the testies. So, um, with that, let's uh, cut it here because coming at you next time is going to be the testing room's definitive year end 2022 list of the ten games you should play. Elden Ring for sure being one of them. So Preston, I would probably skip. You know what okay. to do. I would say hit it, but also, uh, if you are a friend and a fan of the other gentleman who is on our uh, podcast, the D&D episodes, I was just on his uh, podcast called the Two Worlds Podcast. So feel free to jump into that, because that will also be this week as well. Preston, what are you talking uh, about in that show? in live for you. I mean, comic books? Yeah, no, you personally, what were you talking about in that episode? <laughs> I mean, they brought up the Smash and Pass, which is uh, what uh, furry characters from comic books I would smash or pass with. Now, and that's interesting because surprise, you're surprise. always pretty defiant that you're not a furry, but you went on to a comic book podcast to talk about which characters you would smash. Yeah, it's funny pass. how someone who wanted to call me out on it um, on that podcast through a YouTube comment and... Uh, 
have them come at me, if you will. I mean, that person sent a whole email, but oh, that's an email. Know, I'm sorry. Okay, it. yeah, no, yeah. you didn't take the time to get them YouTube and again, well, whoever like, that give, was, give them some money. But, yeah, it's fine. No, no big deal. Um, but yeah, no, it's uh, we we did talk about the smash and pass uh, as far as furry characters in comic books. And of course, uh, Tigra is uh, big high up there on my list. Uh, but well, you, you know, what? if that, that was a little taste, uh, if you want to know more about that, just go ahead and go to Two Worlds Podcast. Um, I, I haven't, listened to I that haven't heard that episode yet, but I would assume every single one of them are Smash. Uh, there was one or two that weren't, but it was, it was. I was, I was going Hulk on it. I smashed, okay. yeah, a lot. <laughs> but other than that, uh, I wouldn't say hit it, but let's smash it. Ugh, this is dirty. <laughs> You're dirty. This has been the testing room. Music by at Damien Crow on Instagram. Logo and art by at RavePet. Interact with us on Instagram and Twitter at TestingRoomPod or email us at TestingRoomPod at gmail.com. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, and all of your favorite podcasting apps. And make sure to share us with your friends. Thanks, and see you next time.